this is Wild America. And people think, because they see me in this awesome 927 Mobile Cigar Lounge doing this awesome I'm Here to Argue podcast, that I am part owner of this luxurious Mobile Cigar Lounge, but I'm not. It is the one, the only DJ Kelvin, Calvin Moss. You all know him as the Cowboy Fan, Cowboy Man. But yes, for all occasions, uh, bachelor parties, baby showers, family reunions, cookouts, music events, you name it, man. The 927 Mobile Cigar Lounge can give you a look like no other, and it can bring something else to the table. So check them out on Facebook, on Instagram, on my page. Get with them. Book them. It's all kinds of specials that go with this, man. And you know my favorite saying, you don't have to go to the cigar bar when the cigar bar can come to you. So get your drinks, get your sticks, get in the mix, and it's all good, baby, baby. Thank you for checking out the I'm Here to Argue podcast. And you know what I love to do. Cats, dogs, frogs, and hogs. I'm here to argue with all y'all in the 927 Mobile Cigar Lounge. Where it goes down. Hello, I'm here rocking with Jeff. I'm here to argue, and that's right, we are here to argue. I am Eric Cook, CEO of Minority Business Association. We grow your bottom line one connection at a time. You can call me at 864-323-1286 or look me up on the web, minoritybusinessassociationsc.com. Talk to you soon. This is the one. This is the final podcast of 2021 of the I'm Here to Argue podcast. And I am your host, Wild America. And the person that I'm interviewing, let me go ahead and say, show your boss move, all right? See this ice? Got my initials in ice. Boss move, all right? See this right here? You hear that dropping? Can't see it. It's frosty, right? See that W? Boss move, all right? All right. If you read, the name of this episode is Me, Myself, and I. And for this podcast, I'm going to go ahead and say, let me take some of this echo out. This sounds pretty awesome. I sounded like a superhero on this part. All right, but check this out. You know, real talk, real talk, real talk, real talk, real talk. Okay. Um... I got questions from people that's been on the podcast. It's like, this is your turn. I put a lot of people on the hot seat and all kinds of stuff. Had a lot of fun. Why did it just do that? If I can flip this uh, to the people that's watching, I'll flip this around and find out why is it doing that. It's kind of weird because it just flipped. Hmm. 
I'll back out and jump right back in. It just automatically, for some odd reason, it did something crazy. All right, so this is what I'm gonna do. I'm outside chilling. This is the one. The weather this was is not the as crazy as I thought it would be. Of 2021 so, um, of the I'm Here to Argue podcast. Wow. And I am. Right. So what I'm going to do is something a little different. Um, it's going to be a little different, okay? So my guest, the people that's been on the podcast, they gave me... Uh, they gave me some questions. They're going to put me under pressure. They're going to put me in the hot seat. I want all the smoke. I gave everybody the smoke, so it's only right that I catch it. You know, I catch the backdraft. And that's what this episode is about today, all right? So I'm going to type the backdraft, and I want all the smoke. I'm just going to keep it 100. I want all the smoke. This guy that I'm interviewing, let me tell you about this amazing guy, okay? This amazing guy that I'm gonna be interviewing. Okay, he's an amazing, the father of Pierce Bravery, the husband of Shannon Wilkins, the guy who um, had a stuttering problem when he arrived to the United States of America. Okay, the guy that uh, the teachers uh, told him he was stupid, the guy that blended in in the special ed class, the guy that somehow uh, graduated two times in high school. Long story short, but uh, believe it or not, I went to graduation twice, okay? Two different occasions, okay? Um, the guy who uh, a lot of the parents didn't want their kids to hang around. The guy that just kept getting in trouble when ADD first came out. Nobody really understand what ADD was, but it ended up being I was ADHD. A temperature deficit disorder with hyperactivity disorder and all that okay the guy that had to go to iss for class because he just kept loving attention and getting in trouble the guy that did not go straight to college but somehow he's the guy that went to the deaf and blind school and um volunteered hours there while working teaching kids helping kids learn spelling at the same time he learned sign language the guy that somehow got accepted into a private Catholic school eight hours away in Pennsylvania. The guy that never gave up no matter what, that somehow he ended up with a degree. The guy that no matter what he did or whatever sales he went to, no matter what he did, he always thrived at sales no matter what. I don't know how he made it happen, but he always did. The guy that always volunteers or usher does anything he can at church. The guy that always loves to help all the people. Yes, I'm hyping myself up. The guy, the guy that's in this podcast, the one, the only. He goes by the name of Wild America. He's a poet. He's a, he's a rapper. He's an artist. He's a renaissance man. He, he's a hoster of all things. This guy that you are talking to with the I'm Here to Artist podcast, Mr. Jeff Wilkins, a.k.a. Wild Man, a.k.a. Mouth of the South, Mr. Wild America is here. Let's go. Bam, 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 bam. Wow, that was a damn near five-minute introduction. <laughs> All right, so this episode is, bear with me, because I'm, I'm all alone right now. I'm all alone right now trying to do this, and if this hadn't messed up, I'd probably already be in my first uh, question. So let's go. Let's make sure this thing pops. All right.
please don't spend this time because I'm ready to go in. All right. So the people who did watch. Okay. See that? See that? See that? See that? All right. So here we go. I got my cigar. Let's go ahead and do the cigar. Like we doing if my guest was here. 927 Mobile Cigar Lounge presents the I'm Here to Argue podcast. I'm your host, the guy. It's going to be like I'm like watching Venom or something. I don't know. It's going to be like two of me at the same time going on. Let's see how this work out. Y'all, y'all work with me on this one, okay? Y'all work with me on this one. Let's go. Okay. Gotta light this one up. This is a good stick. I had it earlier. I started on it earlier, okay? All right, so what I did, I don't know which questions I'm going to be asking myself, and what, uh, there is no particular order, okay? So what I did was I, I numbered some questions, and I got some numbers in a cup. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull the numbers out of the, uh, out of the cup so I'm not prepared for what I'm going to be answering. But y'all gave me some crazy questions. What up, Momo? So... On the I'm Here to Argue podcast, I got some crazy questions that a lot of my followers and people have sent me, and they're going to put me on the spot. Since I put everybody on the spot, it's, it's my turn to feel the burn, all right? So let's go Let's go ahead and start this uh, This first question. This is question number, uh, you can't see it. Let's go. All right, so the people that's checking us out, this question number 23, all right, Mrs. Officer. I need to have you on this podcast so I can get some experience of what you go through doing what you're doing. All right? But I'm proud of you. Everybody at the Mount, everybody at Penn State, I'm too proud of you. Girl. Keep doing what you do. You feel me? And why you not following the podcast anyway? We definitely need you to follow this thing. I'm mad you have not tuned in yet. I'm going to send you some episodes so you can tell me what's up. All right. So that was number 23. All right. 23 by Mr. Derek Sewell. All right? This cat said, stranded on a tropical island with food, drink, music, and one sitcom you would bring. Good question, okay? Now, y'all know D. Sewell, man. Uh, shout out, and, 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 and definitely Derek Sewell is leaving the area on top, man. I'm proud of him. Y'all already know he was like maybe the third, fourth guest on my show. Of course, you already know, man. Mr. Sewell, man, I mean, he's one of the most influential people that I've met. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the guy has an elevator in his house once. I mean, this is, I mean, we laughed because we was in a meeting and they said straight up, man, if somebody kidnapped their kids and said, you can't get them back till you pay us $2 million, we laughed, but we said, for real, this cat literally can go pull $2 million out. That was, that was no joke, but he was just saying straight up, like, you get to talk to this guy every day. We friends, we get to rub shoulders with a guy that if they kidnapped his family, said, you can't get him till you give us a million dollars. I hate to put the business out there, but that's one bad dude, though. I'm going to keep it 100, okay? All right. I'm going to shout this out again. See this ice? Wild America. It's my ice. Okay? All right. So let's do this. If I could take a food, I'm going to take Chinese food. Chinese food has so much variety, you cannot get tired of Chinese food. That's, that's a fact. Like, Chinese food just has so much variety. You cannot get tired of it. If I want some poo-poo platter, if I want some bourbon chicken, general toast chicken, sesame chicken, pork rice, 
You can mix it up. If you were stranded on an island, give me Chinese food all day, every day, and your boy gonna thrive. I'm gonna keep it 100, okay? All right. He said, uh, wet food, drink. Mmm. What drink? Let's say, um, hmm. Juice? You could do tea, but what could, how could I make it without coffee? That is a good question. How can I make it without coffee? You got to have coffee, but you can't live, and that's unhealthy, so you cannot do coffee. All right? So if I had to be stranded with, uh, I guess I would do juice. But you know what? Technically, water, let me keep it real, but would you get tired of water? If you were stranded, at least you have water. You know what? I changed that. I'm going water. Yes, I would have to have water straight up, all right? And music, ooh. All right, here's the question. Music. I love, people know I love hip-hop. I'm a big hip-hop fan, but people don't understand how much I love rock, too. I love rock. I love rock a lot. But um, I'd have to go, I'd have to go hip-hop. I'm going to have to go hip-hop. Hello, mother-in-law. Hey, Glow. All right, I'm going to go hip-hop at one sitcom. You got to bring a sitcom. I'm glad the person that asked this particular question said hip-hop. I'm sorry, sitcom. Because if you were stranded on an island, you have to have something with humor. You get what I'm saying? You can't have a soap opera if you're stranded on an island. You can't have drama, okay? So uh, at least I'm glad he included that. I'm going to tell you what I would bring, okay? Straight up. If I had, if I stand on the island, I could only bring one sitcom, I would have to bring The Office. I'll make it with The Office. I would survive with water, um, water, The Office, Chinese food, and rap music. I would survive that, straight up. What y'all think about that? Now, I mean, I get Martin. I get Martin. You know what? That's a good one. But just The Office just does something for me. I mean... I, Martin's not a bad one, but if I get the office, I got Dwight Schrute, I got Mike, I got I got everything. Just sign me up for the office. I can watch the office every single day for the rest of my life. In fact, it doesn't matter what I'm doing, how many times I've seen the office. I'm getting ready for work, I'm getting ready to go to church, I'm getting ready to go anywhere. And the office is on, I'm going to sit there and watch the office. I love the office. So the first question, good question, Derek. All right. All right, let's go with another question, y'all. I gave everybody an opportunity to send me questions. If y'all ain't send me one, it's y'all fault because I gave everybody like three, four days. This is number seven. All right, this is going to be fun. I hope y'all having fun because I'm prepared for this. I want all the smoke. Ooh. Allison, one of my guests, okay? Allison put, how do you feel about women being the breadwinners in the home? Good question. I don't have any feelings whatsoever good or bad every home you know work your work your home you know whatever the whatever the uh however it's set up that's your business it ain't everybody business but you do have some macho manly men who they want and i get that it's it's in us to want to take care of our family right i get i get on but if i mean let the record show we're hey, 
I, Eddie, I gave you a chance. I sent you the, the link to send me a question. You ain't want to do it. So I, but I know you one of my main guys. I'm digging in here because I'm trying to find a pen and I cannot find a pen so I can make sure all the questions are already asked, but screw it. Let's go. All right. So facts show, correct me if I'm wrong, but it showed something where like women, African-American women, uh, something about the higher education wise, um, it's more the, the men in, 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 in fields or with degrees or something like that. It was just showing like a lot of them are secretarial, more working in offices, um, things like that with degrees. I can't really lock down the stat, but it's somewhere. Go ahead and ask me something, Eddie. I'll give you the chance since, you know, you're my main man and we give people hell on this podcast. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. I tried to tell you. Okay. Okay. So check this out. All right. So I don't care, and nobody should care, okay? If it's taking care of your house and your home and your kids and you got clothes on your back, you know, I, I, I get it, okay? Let me throw this out here, okay? At one point in time, okay, I'm gonna keep this 100. Okay, I worked security. I had a security job. I had a lot of good jobs, but let me tell you, I, I got it from the bottom, okay? I got it from the bottom of the bucket, okay? Like. I got my dream job now. I'm gonna say this. I never imagined what I do. I love what I do. I would do what I do for a living for free. If I could, I would do that and then some, okay? I'm gonna throw that out there. But when I look at the sacrifices and everything it took for me to be the lucky person that was chosen for my job, I think of everything I went through and what I learned from nothing job, from jobs that people may not have done, because I want you to understand, when you have a college degree and you work security, I mean, from the look of people like, why is this like, what did you do wrong? Or they're like, Jeff got all this talent. He's doing security. I had to deal with that while I was opening up for award-winning musicians, okay? People didn't know that. I was grinding. I would go do a show and do security. Go here, party do security, put together a show, cut my own tickets, go back to Adidas, do security. And what? I, and it was a humbling experience, but I learned so much. I had, I learned so much at that part, you know what I'm saying? Because your real friends are people who treat you good. Those are your real friends, people that don't look down on you, people that talk to you and treat you like, 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 like an average person and not like a person that failed somewhere in life. That meant a lot to me, okay? but it made me appreciate what it's like and never to want to to always want to get go higher if you get what i'm saying i learned so much from that like i'm just i just can't i just can't put any more so my wife was making more but i'm trying to do what i had to do you know what i'm saying and no matter what so when i left there i got another crazy opportunity i had a dinner well a guy wanted me to have lunch this was like god knows 10 12 years ago a guy wanted me to have lunch with him and that guy was a captain over the Salvation Army. I never seen this guy a day in my life. He heard about me, saw what I was doing with my shows, what I was doing with poetry. This cat wanted me to meet him at Chiefs. And long story short, this guy offered me the opportunity. He wanted me to be an executive director of the Salvation Army. He's never seen me five minutes of my life, but he knew enough about me right then and there to say, hey, I want to offer you a job as executive director right now. Right now, I'm like, wow, that just shows God, right? 
And that didn't work out because I had things to learn there. I was still young. I was a 30-year-old man as an executive director over a lot of things, a lot of responsibility. I was writing the names on, I was signing checks and everything. You know, I learned a lot from there. I failed and learned, but I got back up. I made things happen though. I learned to have the responsibility that this, this center is on me. These children are on me, uh, making opportunities for them. That's on me as the ED. I gotta go out here and get this money. I did that, okay? I did that. You know what I'm saying? At team, we did that, but we accomplished some amazing feats there. Fell on my ass there. Got into car sales, and the rest is history because what I learned from the car dealership to what I took them my job, I mean, uh, Derek taught me how to just the value in me. Like when I went to the interview, he's like, and I told him how much I made, and I couldn't make any more. He was like, that's how much you're worth to them? And I thought I was like kind of saying with my chest poked out, like this is, and there was no other, no other higher rank, no place to go. He was like, that's the guy that's sitting in front of me. This is how much you're worth. Cause he saw so much more worth that I was worth with my value. So it really made me learn to value how much you got to value yourself. So, um, man, I got way off topic, but no, it's nobody business. No, it don't matter. I get it if you need to do it, but sometimes it's a humble experience. You don't know why that lady might be the breadwinner for now, but it's going to come a time when you got to hold her down. Or she is giving birth to your child and she can't work and you got to be the breadwinner because so she can take care of the kids and all this other stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm rambling, but on to the next question. That was a good question, but I hope I answered that. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? And you need to suck it up, you know, just because somebody make more money than you. You know what I'm saying? How about how much time or what you contribute to help that person that's making more money be able to continue to make more money or whatever, okay? All right, question eight. I need to shake this up. These eight. I don't want no seven and eight. All right, so that last question was eight. Oh, my God, this girl. We got to talk next time. You need to, you need to be back on this uh, show, Allison. To the lovely lady that created jeff wilkins my mother is here i love her to death she is the epitome of strength the, the epitome of just a wonderful smile the epitome of just a wonderful person that help everybody that's my mom you know she on here i love her to death she's my everything she just inspired me to be happy i love seeing her happy i love seeing her smile she happens to be listening to this right now okay so this lady which she's off the chain she put how do you feel about polygamy for example, for men and women. <laughs> I'm not okay with it, but that's not to say other people is on other people. I'm not going to down you if you're okay with it. I mean, I'm not going to, what stays on at your house stays on in your world. You live in that society, you live in that society. You, you believe in that? I mean, Oh my God, DJ Nice, what you what you want to be in here, big dog? Let's go ahead. Let's see if we can make this work. I don't know how to make this work, but I'm gonna do this interview. Let me add you in here. I don't know how it's gonna work because we are recording a podcast, so they can't hear you. All right. So what I'm gonna say is this, okay? People who have their own different—I mean, I've met some interesting people who are all about sharing and this and that. A lot of my Nigerian friends, man, my Nigerian folks—I mean, they—they about they that life. Like I get it, right? Like they—they they can have the finest girl in the world. They can have Beyonce. They still gonna do what they gonna do. 
I mean, I'm not knocking it. I mean, put it like this, man. Why do you need another person? Why can't one person be enough for somebody? I get it. There's some people who they got married when they wasn't ready to be married. Or they really, yo, appreciate it, man. It, it's acting like, God, I want to make this happen, bro. How does this work, man? Normally, okay, let's see this. I just sent you an invite. Let's see what happens. All right, it said bring them on camera. It's green. Let's see what's pop. DJ Nice. DJ Nice in the place. To, this is my DJ. Let me tell you, DJ Nice, before I went to College of Pennsylvania, matter of fact, I think I was here for a semester. I did a show years ago before, while I was in college, I got to do a show and Nice was a DJ. I just met the cat. And he DJed at a show way early. Like, people don't know. I'm going to bring this album back. Like, I found some music that I did years and years ago. And uh, DJ Nice was at the Fam Lounge, and that dude was my DJ. Like, we built a great relationship. Didn't know we damn near cousins. But I went, he gave me a DJ Nice CD. And I tell you, I played your DJ Nice. Uh, I played your DJ Nice uh, mix you gave me. Like almost every single day I had that thing like burned on my Xbox 360 back then, right? And I would play all these games, Need for Speed, all that. And I played your mix all the time till like they knew it by heart. They got tired of hitting it, but they knew the words. I'm just going to throw that out there. This was over 10, 12 years ago. I mean, I appreciate the family. Thing. Okay. But yes, to each his own, if it's okay with you, it's okay with you, so what? But if you ask me, if you can't, what I'm going to say about polygamy, on my end, you want to know how I feel about it? Um, if I can get away with it, if you give me the room to be open like that, I, a person, I would run with it, okay? I need you on here. That's going to happen. Say no more. That's, that's going to happen in, in when I start back in 2022. Just know that. We're going to make that happen because we need to talk that talk. But, yes. Um, if you give somebody, nobody needs that much room. Nobody needs that much clearance, okay? I just don't understand why a person would, but if a person needs it, they need it, okay? But uh, technically, if you ask me, um, don't give a person that much room, that much space. I mean, what good's going to come out of it? I mean, I don't know. You say people say they don't care, but what if one person does? I don't know. What I'm going to say is somebody might care. Eventually, somebody might catch feelings, and you ain't catching feelings. You're leading somebody on. Or... Um, It's your boy, Wild America, and y'all know that I love to argue, but there is nothing cooler than wearing my I'm Here to Argue merch, my I'm Here to Argue podcast shirt when I'm out of public, McDonald's, anywhere that I frequently walk around, you know, people come, I love that shirt, what do you argue about, what's, what's this, I love it, and where do I get my shirts from, Dub Print Life, love, print, passion. If y'all don't know, family events, family reunions, church events, uh, big events, um, holla at them, dude. They got great turnaround, great prices, man, and you, you, they, can, they can print on anything. Bags, frisbees, whatever you need, get with them. 864-302-7566. And you also can hit them at the D-U-B-P-R-I-N-T-L-I-F-E.com. Dub Print Life, you know what it's about? Do business, let's network. And remember, I'm here to argue.
This your boy Tyson Collins. I'm coming to you from LA Fashions at 141 South Main Street in Woodruff, South Carolina. The number is 864-670-9053. This is where I come whenever I want to be fly. Casket sharp. Casket sharp. I had to pause it right quick. It's back. Okay. So that's another question. I got plenty of these questions. This may not even be, this may take like two parts. Oh, 21. Hmm. Testing, testing. You, you can't hear me? All right, can you hear me, Doug? Click, give me a thumbs up. Can you hear me? Somebody just got in. Can you hear me? Yeah, all right, all right. Okay. So this one, it was 21. Question 21, Doug, you're not here to argue, Mr. Mack. I love you to death. All right, he gave me thumbs up, you can hear me. All right, so I'm taking the questions. I sent everybody uh, the chance to send me some questions. Y'all ain't want to send that smoke. That's why I got this garnet. Mm -hmm. Okay, so 21, question 21. Uh, do you have any words or advice for men who are looking to date in 2022? All right, good question, good question. My main man, Brian Dixon, he was another one to guess. What I'm doing, Brian, is everybody that got a chance to be on the podcast, I gave them the opportunity to ask me some questions. I want all the smoke. All right, so here we go. All right. Do you have any words of advice for men who are looking to date in 2022? Man, I have been married for uh, over 10 years, okay? The game has changed completely. The game is nothing like the way it was before. But everybody keeps saying, man, this slim pickings, man, it's bad out here, man, it's bad out here, man, it's bad. Okay. My advice, if I had to do it all over again, if I was single, okay? Let me take a pull on this. The biggest problem I see, okay, I love the internet, but I'm going to tell you how I would do it. I'm going to tell you how I do it, Okay. The biggest issue I see with men and women, single and single, taking and taking, self-esteem is at an all-time low. If I'm a date a female, she has to know her value. She has to have, to have high self-esteem. That is the biggest weakness I see in anybody. Like, okay, first off, you can't date me and I can't date you if you don't have uh, confidence, okay? And you or anybody, I don't care if you got half your face shot off, right? I've seen people that look, like think about these people on YouTube, okay? Some of these people, okay? They got confidence. They are not the most attractive person in the world, period. But you can't tell them that they don't look like Tyson Bed, right? It exudes, it feeds you feel that, right? That guy that's like, man, how does he keep thinking he can holler at any girl? He keep hollering at all the fine girls. And he don't need to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to say this, man. It's confidence. 
you got to be confident. You can't step to no girl and you ain't confident. They can see it. They can feel it. They can sniff it out. You ain't confident. And somebody's going to be taken advantage of. All is fair in love and war. And you're going to be eaten in this new market. It's almost like the housing market. You know how you got the, the market's up, the market's down. Well, you got to deal with somebody else's mess. And somebody is dealing with your mess, right? So everywhere you go, you got you to gotta think. On the, it's, that's what the plan builds on. It's some hurt people out here, all right? So you got to understand that. And if you confident in what you confident in you, you can help that person upgrade or that person can help you upgrade together. But you got to be confident. That's all I'm going to put that out there. If you see a lady and she got some issues, the biggest thing I'll tell a guy is um, with these girls, um, you need to make sure that they're really ready to be wife material. You get what I'm saying? You can't date a girl that ain't ready to settle down and try to get her to settle down if she ain't settled down material. Because a lot of these girls, they all got somebody already on the cup, right? Is she completely clean break? Because if she ain't clean break, you don't need to bring that in your life. And likewise with a girl, all the signs that a guy ain't no good, they're letting the girl do it anyway, right? I'm 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 gonna chalk that up to uh self-esteem and confidence. You know what I'm saying? Because if you know your worth then this guy ain't worth your time. I'm going to leave that one there. All right? It's a whole lot more. But if y'all want to follow, and if y'all not following the I'm Here to Argue podcast, we've been talked about this already, like about self-worth and all that. Y'all know I'm here to argue podcast. We ain't stopping. Okay? So number 12. All right? Let's see what we got on 12. Good question, by the way. I hope I answered that. And I hope anybody who ever needed to hear that, you know. Well, selfish is a thing. But you know what, though? Sometimes you may not be, you may not be ready, like the selfish part, once love kicks in, all that go out the window. You get what I'm saying? Like if, if it's there, I get that. To some point, you, if you've been single for a while and about yourself for a while, you can't, you know, some things take work. You get what I'm saying? Sometimes you find the right person, you know, they're compatible, but you just be like, I, right, that one thing that I can bring to them, I got that, right? I mean, it's just one of the things, okay. What was number 12? That was number 12. All right. All right, here we go. 12. If you could have a billboard from Stephanie, shout out to Stephanie and PA. If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? I can give you them signs, man. We got to we gotta do it. We can talk about these signs now. Um, this says, if I could have a billboard, He'll say, be great today, be great every day. Right. Think about that. If you pass by a sign that says, be great today, and then it says, be great every day. That gives you something to do every single day to work for the rest of your life, being great. It don't matter. I don't care if you're washing dishes. Be great every day. Be great every day. That would be motivational. That would be, what if it was a sign of me going like, ah, right? It could be like, I don't know. If it said, be great today, that's a hell of a, uh, that's a hell of a uh, assignment. Be great. You know what I'm saying? And whatever it is. Appreciate that, bro. But yeah, but you get what I'm saying? It ain't nothing but come by, come listen to me. It ain't about me. It ain't for me, listen to me. I'm Jeff Wilkins, I made it, or whatever. No, be great every day. 
You can be a great father, a great mother, a great brother, a great Christian, a great drummer, a great person that does long care, a great car salesman, a great, a great friend. You know? I'm just going to say that. Appreciate that, Matt. All right. That was a good question. I hope y'all enjoying this so far. I'm having fun with these questions. I need to do this again if y'all know what's up. And y'all not listening to the podcast, I'm mad. Shame on you, all right? Because you can be great with me. All right, 19. Sometimes I don't know what I'm about to get, dog. I don't know what the heck I'm about to get. I'm going to tell you. 19, what are your top five influential albums of all time? Woo, we talking hip-hop. We talking hip-hop. We talking hip-hop. All right. Tribe Call Quest, Midnight Marauders. Love it. Love it. Okay. Um, love Tribe Call Quest, man. I got the opportunity to see them boys before, you know, Five Dog Pets. I got to see my favorite hip-hop group of all time. I love Tribe Call Quest. It gets me through everything. Tribe Call Quest is everything to me, right? Um... But my brother reminded me, he looked so much like Q-Tip, man. He really favored Q-Tip a lot. That's what I said. But uh, I love my Tribe Called Quest. Um, the Roots Live, the Roots Live album, that changed me because it was that mixture of hip-hop. Like, nothing really hit. Like, that Roots, now the Roots album was already hot, but that Roots Live album, oh, my God. God. Now, I feel I'm not in love with the Roots anymore. They let me down, but the Roots live album is something special. Um, Jay-Z Black album. Whew. Fire. I need it. All that. They said, now we're going album. Now, now, whose world? The I Am Nas album is a good album, but it didn't move me like I, I'm, I'm talking a whole album. Like the whole album. Okay, um, y'all gonna laugh at this? It's gonna sound sappy. I need to give Maroon Five the first album or that first John Mayer album. Oh my God, Body Is a Wonderland. No, uh, no such thing. No Room for Squares. I think that's what it's called. I might give that one some love, but I think if I gotta put an album ahead of that. Um, I'm going to put the first Maroon 5 album over um, John Mayer. The first D'Angelo album, Could Go Neo Soul. D'Angelo, Brown Sugar, You're My, You're My Lady. Whoo. All right, man, this is a good question. Um, Brian Dixon again. All right, so I said Tribe Called Quest, The Roots Live, um, what did I say? Uh, Jay-Z, the Black Album, Maroon 5. It's five albums of all albums. I'm going to throw this one out here. It's a pretty new one, but I'm going to go ahead and throw this out here. Um, uh, Add 2, it, it, it influenced me a lot. Add 2, he got an album called Jim Crow the Musical. Not going to get into it. I talked about it on the podcast already. Uh, freaking amazing. No, uh, no, 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 no. I'll take that back. Before I go add two, uh, the second Mob Deep album that had shook Queensbridge came in, did something new, brought a whole new level to the game. I mean, 
I knew I knew that album by heart, and it was it was it was it was a different type of MCing that I heard on that one. So definitely uh, uh, shook ones. The second mob beat out. Okay. Third question. Okay. 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 If y'all hear this little wind, it, it may be some wind draft. I am outside, enjoying myself with a nice dick. What would you pack to pursue your dreams? And what would you leave behind? Chantella, great question. What would you do to pursue your dreams and what would you leave behind? All right, I would leave behind doubters. No, 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 no. I would not leave behind doubters because you need doubters. You need doubters and naysayers. I would pack, <sighs> I'd pack some good shoes. I'd pack some shoes because you on a journey. You need you need to be able to walk on your feet. You need to be able to stand tall. You need to be able to endure some stuff. You're gonna be walking. And you don't know what you're walking for. Pack some shoes. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of this hypothetical. What would you pack? Because this is such a good question. Um, I would pack. Mm, I pack a Bible. I pack a Bible, and that's everything else that I need God already gave. I'm not trying to sound all hippie and sound like I'm trying to say the correct thing, but check this out, man. You got that Bible when things are good and when things are bad, because you're going to get both, and the Bible is going to help you, humble you, and prepare you to be able to deal with both, because you can't look to the world you can't go, things are going to be, you know what I'm saying, catching you from every different angle. And you got to stay humble and you got to be prepared. You got to know what God is telling you for you and what's not for you. Because if you're pursuing your dreams, a lot of things can come in and deceive you. A lot of things can trick you. And you may be going into the wrong place. And if you're not humbled, if you don't have God in your heart, you need that. You may make a mistake and then you still need him to get you out of it. You know what I'm saying? So I would say, uh, pack that Bible. Who asked that? Uh, I don't even know who asked me that. Oh, that was Chantella. Yeah, that was Chantella. All right, good question. I hope that gave you that. I mean, think about that. That can go in a lot of things, but just, you know, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? All right. So one, how would you introduce yourself to God? Chantella dropping a nut in the Okay, that's a crazy question. Ooh, how would you introduce yourself to God? Mm. First of all, you're introducing yourself to somebody that knows all about you, knows everything, right? God dang it, I couldn't say nothing. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just have to drop to my feet. You know. I don't think I can say anything, man. You can't introduce yourself to God. You can't, you cannot. Like, that's a crazy question, dude. We handle this type, these, I'ma ask my guests this, wait till 2022 comes. This next season, well, it ain't even season two yet. We only on episode, this is episode 20. We hitting some stuff though, but think about this, man. How would you introduce yourself to God? Only a fool would introduce themselves to God. Only a fool tried to introduce to say who they are to 
to the man that made you. That's all I'm gonna say right now. I'm leaving that question alone, all right? Enjoy my stick on that. Good question, y'all. Y'all came with it, man. I'm gonna keep this uh these questions, dog. I need to do this more often. All right. 18. All right. Stuff ain't got too ratchet yet. That's good. I'm I'm all with that. It ain't got too ratchet. All right. Who would win in a movie fight scene? Wesley Snipes or Michael Ja White? Brian Ditch. You know what uh you know how I feel about Michael Ja White. That's my boy. At one point he was Mr. Untouchable. You couldn't pinch him. You couldn't breathe on him. He was just knocking everybody out. You could never touch him. He got a lesson. He had the Steven Seagal syndrome. He stopped. Okay. He got better. He did a lot better. Okay. Um, I gotta get Michael John White. I gotta get Michael John White. But Michael John White and Blood and Bone was a bad man. Okay. Michael John White, Universal Soldier, was a bad man. Okay. He was a bad man. But Wesley Snipes. And passenger 57. What's his name? John Cutter? I'm going to give John Cutter all the smoke in the world. I'm going to say Michael John White. I don't even care. I'll give Blade. I'll give, because because you got to think, if you went cartoon character, I mean, if you went comic character, you got Blade versus Spawn. You got this, you got that. Okay, so I really don't want to go down. So I'm just going to say this, man. As much as I love Blood and Bone, I would say outside of Inner Dragon, Blood and Bone is possibly the baddest kung fu movie in the past six, seven years. And what's funny was that movie came out 10 years ago and he was fighting to get it out. They wouldn't put it out there. Blood and Bone is about damn near as close as we can get to Enter the Dragon. All right, you got sword fighting, you got all of it, right? But I'm going to say this, man. I'm not putting no Michael J. White movie over passenger 57. I needed all that. To my stepdad, who I love more than anything, man, dude, his name, his name, I called him dude. I love dude for the world. Me and him went to go see passenger 57. I remember our first time hanging out, he took me to see uh, Rocky, Rocky five. But we went to see passenger 57 together. Wesley Snipes did his best thing. If y'all might be too young for that, 1992, Wesley Snipes, actually had fights on airplanes. He was kicking, he was fighting, fighting on the Ferris wheel. I got to give Mike, I'm giving Wesley just because of Pastor 57. I'm not going to, even though I can, and I have all right to say Michael John White, but Wesley in them days, or Art of War, you know, all that stuff, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not letting him pass faster. I, that is what it is. I take that to grave. Bump that. That man did uh, Pastor 57. He did that. 26. All right, y'all having fun here? Hope y'all still having fun. I'm having fun. All right. If you had a conversation with your younger self, what advice would you tell him? I know I'm going to get a lot of these, okay? All right. This is what I'm going to say to myself. Okay. I'm going to say... I'm going to say, it's going to take you longer. It's going to take you two times, 
maybe even three times to do what take people one time to do. But don't quit. You're going to finish stuff last. But don't quit. You're going to... You're going to... You're, going to, you're not going to have it easy, but you're going to make it hard for yourself, okay? People are going to love you, and you're going to love them. You're going to care about people, and uh, hey, this is, um, I'll tell myself, dude, yes, um, so what you're not on time in life? So what you got to see them and see all these things and be like, why not me? Don't worry about it, Jeff. Okay? You got it. It may not make sense. You know, because to you, when you're walking or you're doing everything, you're not worried about that because I know your heart and I know you don't quit. I know you don't give up. I know that you believe that no does not make your nose bleed. And no matter what, you don't care. Nothing will stop you. You will keep going anyway. And I just, if I can tell you, uh, it'll ruin the surprise. But I just want you to know that so what? Just keep going. Okay? Don't change nothing. You may, you may got to do it twice. You may have to do it three times. Hell, you may have to do it six times. But you finally got it. And because of that, you don't let nothing stop. You don't let a person, you don't let what a person tell you, you don't let somebody else that quit in front of you, you go ahead and uh, you got it. Right, so, yeah, that's what I'll tell myself, okay? You got, you hear me, Jeff? You hear me? All right, gotcha. All right, 17. Which hip-hop period is on top? The first half of the 90s or second half? The first half being 90 to 94, verse 95 to 99. The golden age of hip-hop is always the 90s. We always gonna call it the 90s. That 90, he cheated though. He put 94, 90 to 94. Um, I, I'm kind of glad he did that. That 95. Dude, 96 was the greatest year of hip-hop in my life. You had a lot of first-time artists, first-time people that dropped classics. Everybody dropped classics. East Coast, West Coast, Snoop, Dre. Well, The Chronic came out in 92. But at that time, West Coast, you know, took it over, and you had a new breed of MCs, and, uh, and, and the Queensbridge really started to make their ascension. Um, you know, you had a lot of stuff that came. I'm going to say 96. I got to go 99. Now, next thing you know, now hold up now. Because next thing you know, them juvenile and them boys start saying, back that thing up. It changed it. DMX changed it. I mean, it took a turn. Hip-hop took a turn. Now, I get the 90s. I get the 90s. Do you had the gangster rap, Ice-T, Ice-Cube, N.W.A., like they were telling the Compton story, but no, without a shadow of a doubt, I cannot give 
uh, that that 96 class at 95, and then them boys said, back it all the way to the 99. Woo, dude, I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't give you that first half. There's no way I can give you the first half. There is no way I get it. If it wasn't for that, the nine, the second half is a is a domino effect or is the aftermath of what happened in the first half. You get what I'm saying? What I'm gonna give it both is credit. It wouldn't be the second half as dominant as it was if the 90 to 94 didn't set that thing off. It's like it's like when you light a firecracker, right? First you light it, it catch fire, then it goes there. Boom, right? That's what I'm gonna say hip hop was in the 90s. 90, lit it, spark the flame, let that stick go, pssst. the rest is history. All right? Mm -hmm. Hello, I'm Devise McBride. I'm the owner of Her Excellence LLC Boutique. I specialize in women's clothing and accessories. I'm also a certified bartender, and I go by the name of Exotic Mixes Mobile Bartending. I'm also a Cure Romance Consultant, and I have been doing this for 11 years, so deal with me. Y'all was play pimping with these questions, man. Y'all didn't want to send them, man. All right, 13. In 150 years, someone found a book written about your life. What would be the title and what would be description? And what would the description say on the back? Stephanie, one of my buddies in PA. Close friend, close homegirl, okay? 150 years. The book would be called... The greatest person never heard. Yeah, the greatest person never heard, okay? The greatest ne person never heard will be about this, this kid who has this big imagination and these big dreams, and, and he's just so positive. He's full of energy, right? And everywhere he goes, he leaves his mark. The world doesn't know it, but it's happened, okay? This kid that grew up in Germany, as a little kid, I remember my dad used to, uh, you know, we used to crank these tanks in the morning. Like, I get up, and my dad was an arm, we'd go and warm up tanks, okay? I got to live, I remember as a little kid, man, we lived, like, right up the street where, like, in America, okay, y'all got, uh, y'all got, oh, it'd definitely be raw. It gotta be raw. You know I like it raw. All right, so here's the thing. Uh, the greatest person ever heard. It would be like, okay, I literally had a playground that I played with that was right across the street. Like in Germany, you know how y'all got a park you can go to? As a little kid, I had a real castle that was right up the street. Like we had to go up this hill. We went across the street. My address was 2V Dumentalavig. I remember it like it was yesterday, okay? We lived off base. And like we go across the street, it's this park. And then you go up this, these woods, this forest, and it was this castle. Like German castles are still there. They look exactly like they look, like made out of stone, made out of rock, like stone hinge, like 
you really got that. Like I grew up seeing that. Like my imagination is just like, ah, right? I grew up, how many kids got the opportunity to say, man, like they played, they played at, on a real castle, like right down the street from the house. Maybe that's why I'm so creative, so imaginative, right? I grew up <laughs> right down the street from a real German castle. And I remember going down and I could go to the, uh, it, was, uh, it was a German shop right below our apartment. We'd go down, walk to school, this German uh, deli would cut us these meats and send us on, like, like a real sandwich shop, you know, German stuff. All right, so what I would say is the book will be about, whoo, <laughs> it'll be a wild book. Oh, man. Bro, I, 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 hey, you know what? It, 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 it will happen. I'd rather write a, a, maybe I could do an audio book. Not a good write, but you know what? I've I always wanted to do that. I've always thought about a book, but you know, yeah, it should happen. It should happen. I would love to do signings and stuff. I would like to write multiple books, but the greatest person ever heard. I mean, let's just go on the, on the back of it. I don't know, it just have me screaming, you know? I always just wanted attention. I love attention. And uh, it would just tell everything, like, you know, from the good, the bad, and the ugly, and a lot of fun, wild, I don't want to say drunk nights, but it'll be a lot of wild nights. I got away with a lot of things. I got away with a lot. I, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it out there. I got away with a lot, and I'm not in jail for it, so maybe I can talk about it. I don't know. I mean, it's a lot of adventures in that book, but I had to hide some names, man. I'd have to protect the innocent. Well, they ain't innocent, but that'd be a great book. Maybe I'd do it. I, 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 I'd save everybody. Your names are safe with me, all right? Just, just buy the book, all right? Here we go. All right, let's see what we got here. All right, question number three. We already did that. So what, no, never mind, it's 13, I'm reading wrong. No, we just did. Did I put that one back in there? Nope. I must have put that one back in there. All right, number 16. All right, number 16. <laughs> I am not saying who this is. <laughs> Why didn't you ever marry? If I hit the beep or the sensor button, <laughs> not saying who did this question. That's why I didn't marry them. <laughs> oh my God. This is, this is good. All right, here we go. You want the smoke, you ask, you shall receive. One. <laughs> when we were friends in college, I am the last person anybody would ever want to bury, even thought about. I was nowhere near where I needed to be. And to have a good friend like you, 
I'm going to say this, man. We finished each other's sentences. We watched all the movies together. We watched, we knew the DVD, Crackheads Gone Wild, by heart. We would watch it and have the crackhead conversations with each other. I don't know if y'all remember the DVD, Crackheads Gone Wild, right? We was off the chain. Everybody knew, okay, we were buddies, right? You hated every girlfriend I ever bought around you, right? You hated all of them. You you had good reason to, not even because of me, just y'all was beefing, right? Or whatever. Not even y'all was beefing, just one you really didn't like. But you made fun, but you was cool. You you was you was there, you was my homegirl. You hooked me up with a lot of girls. Like you had my back with a lot of like it was some girls that I know for a fact wouldn't even touch me with a 10-foot pole. I don't know how you gassed their head up to even come to my apartment. I mean, you was just awesome like that. If and 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 all this time, I mean we were buds. I mean, we were buds, right? So there's no way to compromise being buddies, like that type of buddies, like that. There's no way, no way, shape, or form, no way. It, it, even if you, like, I guess the movies do it, like the movie could say, oh, man, we're close friends, let's try it. Hell no. Nah. You know, because... You, you probably would hate each other. And then I couldn't watch Crackheads Gone Wild with you because I'm with you. I don't know. I, I, that, just, that just ain't how it works. Okay? You don't give up a wing. If you are lucky enough to have a girl as your wingman, like as a real wingman, like a real wingman, there is no way you would sacrifice that. You have my back. Still got my back to this day. I'm out. All right. I hope you. I hope you answer. I hope that gave you some clarity. But no, there's uh, no way. Why would you even? Why would you? It's horrible. You know what I was about. Yeah. I wouldn't touch me. Just play. All right. How old would you be if you didn't know how old you are? Chantella with another good one. All right. So let's put this in a sense. How old would you be if you did not know how old you are? So that's like if you woke up in a coma, right? In a place like that you didn't know where you was. Like if you was like frozen, thawed, I don't know, amnesia, different place, I don't know. And you just appeared in a place, right? <laughs> All right. I, 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 I would. I mean, you know, she was, she was awesome. She had... I, I can't say how many nice, attractive women that you introduced me to. And some of these girls, I know they hated me. Before you probably told them I was a nice guy. I'm just gonna throw that out there. I'm just gonna say that for a fact to this person. Um, yeah, there's probably some people. I like, hate that guy, he's loud, he's obnoxious. You're probably like, no, he's like the coolest guy in the world. You got, you just gotta like, fine, whatever. I'm with it. All right, all right. So back to the question. Okay, if I died, no, not if I died. If I awaken, and I and I was just alive in the hospital bed, the way I act or how I look physically, I feel I'm 41. I feel 30. Three. Oh, check this out, Q. Let me show you this ball status. You see this right here? 
Boy, got them, them boy got the ice cubes with his initials on there, dog. What you know about them ice cubes, dog? Let me show, let me show this ice cube, dog. What you know about them ice cubes, dog? What you know about them? The boy got them, uh, stainless steel. That thing nice, dog. I got that for my birthday. You know, I, you know, I, you know I like to be different. <laughs> oh, for you and Sirius Radio, Q is on the radio big time, dude. Big name guy, Sirius Radio, with Sway and Tech, all them people. Um, I need to get you with my guy with the cigars. I told him I need him to send you a package. I, I, I need, I'm going to put you in touch with him, okay? But I want him to send you uh, a sample pack of the uh, Top Flight cigars, okay? All right. All right. So here we go. What was the damn question? Okay. Um, in my spirit, I don't want to be 20. 30 was the most fun. 30 was the funnest years of my I love being 30. I could wait to be 30. I love 30. 40 is also. I think the older you get, the more fun you need to have. I'm going to tell you this. The older you get, you better have more fun. That's my advice to anybody that's down or listening to this podcast. But truth be told, check this out. Um, I like to be 35. It ain't right when you fresh off 30, but I'm so energetic and I'm so like, you know, loud and I like to party, have fun. I don't want to, if I just had to be like, woke up, like I would, I would think if I didn't know me and people do this all the time, people think I'm like in my thirties anyway, people like when I tell them I'm 42, they can't believe that. Like you're 42. Like, yeah, man, I got gray hairs and everything on my beard. I'm bald headed. I can't grow no hair. If I get away and be like, tell somebody I'm 35 and they believe it and I had to exist in society, I'd be 35. I, I rock with it. All right, good question. Uh, 10. Why don't we change our government system to better reflect different needs? Why don't we change our government system to affect better to better reflect the different needs and wants of each region. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Mm. Why don't we change the government system? I don't know, like, how could you change the government? I mean, like, the government system? I'm, I'm not that political like that. I mean, you want it like everybody can vote, everybody tribal? I mean, what works? I would say figure out what these other countries are doing with their because when you go to these third worlds, these other countries, all these kids got guns, they ain't shooting themselves. They ain't shooting. You don't go to another country and see other entertainers like rock stars, people in Europe or Africa or any other. You don't see these other entertainers and these other people uh, shooting each other. That's what I would say. Figure out what they're doing for gun control and gun safety because it don't look like they're doing nothing and it's working fine. They don't have to cut on the news and see somebody in Spartanburg that we know shooting each other over a damn card game or over this and that or over love. Like, you know, well, that's what I want to bump, bump the, the government. Let's keep people alive. We can work all that other stuff out, but killing each other ain't no coming back. You feel what I'm saying? There's no coming back from, you know, that's what I would say. I mean, different regions. I mean, I don't know. I don't have much to say. 
I don't want to talk. I, I try to make this a place not to talk about the government on the I'm Here to Argue podcast. But, I mean, to each his own. But I would say we need to find out what they're doing and let that reflect over here because I'm sick and tired of the news. I don't even like the news. I hate the news. I probably watch Good Morning America. I like uh, Robin and uh, my main man Nate and Vlad and all those guys. But I like that. This show's world stuff. But I ain't trying to see this mess every day, man. So whatever society going on, we, we, we got to work it out together. You know, breaks, the way I cut this, the way I do the podcast, I take commercial breaks and everything. And that's already set. I just stop it, record it, pop it right back up. All right. So let's get another question. Y'all still having fun? Y'all still rocking with me? Y'all still rocking with me? We got we got a lot of questions. I'm sorry. It's a lot. They gave me a lot. All right. Number nine. Why is it harder than ever for adults to communicate when there's conflict? Is it because we use our cell phones and social media to get responses we agree with? Another anonymous. Anonymous. I got you, Mr. Anonymous. Social media has allowed people to be keyboard warriors, okay? People feel like they can say what they want to say behind uh, a keyboard, not a person. They're not going to get on this microphone. They're not going to get in front of this camera and say what they want to say, but they're going to get behind it. You get what I'm saying? And too much information about people is on social media, right? Like, I'm going to say this is stupid, right? But if I was single and dating, Long gone are the days where I need to ask you questions to get to know you, right? If I see you and I found you, I could stalk your Facebook, find out what you like, what you're into, where you hang out with, who we got mutual, who your cousin, who your brother, who your favorite team. I can find all that out before even stepping to you. And we are missing the days that you got to have some balls to go meet somebody, talk to them on the phone, and get those questions, right? Like, we got away from pens. Like, real relationships love. If you remember back in the days when we used to write, man, me and Antonio McGill, dude, my dog, boy, we, we, we got some stories, right? Uh, and I'm mad you didn't send no question to me. We need to, we need to have this talk on this podcast. You love arguing, but today it's about me. Let's, let's do this. Okay, so check this out. All right, you remember back in the days when you were dating a girl, if I went to school at Dormant and she went to Chapman or if she went to Burns or somewhere, right? We used to write letters, right? We could have just talked to each other on the phone, but we wrote letters in the mail. They put lipstick on it. They put cologne on it. They put some effort. They put some backbone behind it. You can wait to get that letter in the mail from your girlfriend, right? You get them stamps like, girl, you so, you know, you so, you so fine. I want, I'm going to send you a letter. I wrote you a letter. It was four, five. They used to value love in pages. Like, I wrote you a four-page letter, and that was boom, right? You don't have that no more, okay? And now you get access to athletes. To superstars, if you say the right thing, you could just be chasing clout or chasing attention or trolling, but it's just the internet just made, it's just a new society, it's a new world, right? And that's what this all comes down to. It's like, I, you know, we can, we can, we can, you got so much crap, right? Um, you got, you have, um, for example, 
you can see somebody take a picture or see somebody where they don't need to be or catch one. You can just see someone and you can share, tag, you can get somebody caught up. There's so much stuff can get caught up and trapped with and messed up on the internet, right? It's just, if people, if, if phones were shut down for one month completely, no cell phones, like Walking Dead days or like something happened to cell towers, there's so many people with, with no They go crazy. They wouldn't know how to do anything, right? To the dinosaurs, I'm not gonna call this out, but to the people like me, you, and the people, the class, the people born in the 80s, right? We about that life. We know how to exist. We know how to go outside. We had to play tag. We had to come home when the street lights came on. We knew how to do some things. Now, in this new world, this is social media is the culture. That's they knew going outside to play. It ain't healthy. It ain't the safest because anything can pop off and go wrong at any time. But that's their culture. That's how I'm lead at. Twenty-two. All right. Let's see what we got. Twenty-two. What we got here? What three people, dead or alive, would you want to have dinner with, and why? Derek Sewell with another banger. Bam, 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 bam. All right. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Three people. I want to meet Muhammad Ali. Because he was, he was, he just, what he represented to the world, even though he was a rebel, what he represented was awesome, like just peace. He didn't, he wasn't just Muhammad Ali, the box. He was, you know. Um, alive? Man, I don't know. Good gracious. Okay. I would want to meet. Mm. I don't know. That's a serious question. Uh, Muhammad Ali. I would I would want to meet Martin Luther King. But see, I don't want to have two of the same type of person. I'm canceling one out. So okay, if I had to pick two, I'll take Muhammad Ali over Martin Luther King, and I'll explain why in a minute. Who died young? That was way too soon. Um, oh, you know what? I want to meet God. I want to meet Jesus. I want to meet him. I know I'm gonna meet him in the future, but I want him. I want to meet him. I want to meet him. You know, imagine like once you meet him, how powerful you are back out into the world. You get what I'm saying? Like you met God. You share that experience and you can help people and they believe like you know what's crazy even if i told people i met jesus and he helped me and told me what would help everybody half of the world would not even pay it no no matter you know what i'm saying they really wouldn't um i want to i'd really this is crazy but i i'd, I'd want to see my brother i want to i want to i want to be with my brother i want to have dinner with him and tell him all the superhero movies that came out. I just want to get them caught up to date. I would love to have that com that conversation if I told them that Marvel about Marvel uh the Civil War and not tell them about Thanos. He already know, but if I could have that talk with him about movies, I want to talk to my brother. I want to have that talk. 
Just let them know how amazing and how wonderful his kids are doing. You know? Yeah, I want to have to talk to my brother. Dead or alive. Okay? I know, I know it's like, why not my dad? I, 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 had, I had longer with my dad than my brother, and he got to see some of this stuff. Uh, you know, so, I, I, yeah, I, I would stick with that. I, I'd, go, I'd go there, but I would definitely want to uh, chop it up with Big K. Lou one more time, man. And I would hate for that. I would hate for that to end. I go to Martin Luther King just to see his. I'm sorry, uh, Muhammad Ali just for I can get it dry. His his ability to go, you know, what I'm saying just so he could if he could pump some of that fuel into my fire to keep me to keep me going. I'd love to just just tap into him and get that get that get that fuel get that same gas so he could put a battery pack on my back. All right, twenty seven. If you need help with anything, and Donald Trump and Rush Limbaugh were the only two. You could get help from who would you choose and why? Eric Cook, good question. I see you did me dirty on that one. I'll tell you what. Oh, you're gonna hate me for this one, but half of the people ain't gonna they ain't gonna they ain't gonna like this. Oh man, you put me in a spot because I don't like either one. Yes, I would get help if it's to help my people. If I gotta go in the front line, if I gotta be the sacrificial lamb. And for you helping me, it's going to help my state, help my community, help my people. People don't understand this goes on all the time in politics. People don't know how the game was played in politics. The people that you support right now, you don't know what they had agreements or what move they had to go to some of these other people. You know, some of these people had to go to Sen uh, Senator Strom Thurmond and People had to make moves. That's part. You got to make moves. Maybe and some people say, "No, I wouldn't get that." You be yourself and say, "I, right, I don't like him. I'm not going to ask him." Bump it. I do it if it's going to because it's bigger than me. I can put my feelings to the side and do what I need to do if it's going to help thousands. If it's going to help, if it's going to affect, you know what I'm saying? I got it. If it's just to help me, probably not. No, I'm 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 a little different like that. If it's just to help me, that's different. Uh, I I won't do it. If it's going to help affect others, yeah, I do that. I I jump on that. I jump on that stake. I I I'd be on. You know what? Y'all 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 are scrutinizing me anyway. If I did, or if I did, you're going to get scrutiny anyway. But at least if 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 I got to be the person that got to go to Trump. And it's gonna help South Carolina. It's gonna help, man. Bump ain't gotta help South. If it's gonna help a, 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 a orphanage, if it's gonna help an orphanage for me to, to, I gotta go and get this, and it's gonna change these people's lives forever. I'll do that. So what? Y'all hate me, but you know y'all got an opportunity though. You know what I'm saying? I hate to say that that was a horrible question, but if I gotta do it, I gotta do to. Uh, to help anybody, I'll do it. And I have done it. All right. Mm-hmm. Question number five. Question number five. Do you think black men favor light-skinned or mixed women over darker black women? Brandon, she was on my she was on my podcast. She was on my color my, my, my colorism episode. All right. Yes, the way society has pitted everyone against each other. That is true. Should it be true? 
It should not, but it is. Uh, because of the way color goes and colorism go due to my studies and everything I've learned. And that's just the way always in the Bible, you know, I'm not gonna say the Bible, but just in religion or different things will show that black represented darkness and white represented pure. Okay. And in our society, we were pit against each other. And that's just the way it is. Light skin versus dark skin. In-house versus the people on the field. If you were lighter, you was in it, you was pit against each other. We was always pit against each other. So as what's going on, and you know this years ago, okay? Then I'm gonna say this, and this is pretty messed up though. Um how many people went to jail? Athletes, okay? How many people went to jail? From uh uh what's my name? Uh Jack Johnson, Chuck Berry, all these people, okay? How many of these famous profile celebrities have went to jail for a white woman? How many celebrities have went to jail for a black woman? I'm just gonna put this out there. So that is the answer to your question, okay? Not doing anything wrong. I'm not talking like rape or sexual assault. Straight up going to jail for interracial dating, okay? As you just say, do they value? They're willing back in the 60s and 70s, okay? They went to jail for it, okay? You could have had all these women, Chuck Berry, rock and roll, and all this stuff, okay? But they went to jail. Show me a case. I mean, we didn't have, it wasn't prohibited, but I'm just saying. So when you look at how sex sells, what's supposed to be beautiful and all this and that, is wrong, but we're looking at these exotics. You look at the, you know, the Latin is the thing, the butt lifts. It's crazy that all these features that people are pursuing now are Latin Afro, you know, features, big lips, wide hips, all this stuff, right? But <laughs> darker skin, sun tanning, but <laughs> we already had that. We already have that. Black women already have that, but you know, it's just what society, it is society. It is what it is. That's an interesting question. It's not the best question. I'm with it. I mean, the answer I want all the smoke, but you know, let's just say that. It just come, this comedian I was watching, it was funny. I can't think of this guy, but he had a real funny joke. It's kind of fucked up, but let me tell you what he said. He said he values white women by if they went missing, how soon would the police go look at Okay. He was putting cases where girls were getting lost at sea, certain places, certain people, okay? He dropped some funny, it was messed up, but it was a com comedian show. And he has a black girl say, hey man, if you was missing, how long would it take you to start looking for a girl? I'm like, I don't know. He has a girl, he said, don't be mad at me. I asked you, how long do you think? I don't know. But he was looking at this girl, he was, this black guy was with the girl, he said, man, if she got, if she was missing, man, they start looking for her in like four hours. They already on there, everybody doing a, a, a search for her. That was crazy. But that's his way he valued it. I'm sorry, but you know, it is what it is. That's another question. All right. Uh, how do I get to this many questions? I ain't taking these questions. After the debate that me and Shannon had about TV shows, uh, what do you think that it that that counts as a as a black movie? Um, 
I think anything that's marketed that we're going to be the majority of the consumers that are going to go spend the um, spend the movie tickets to go get. I've been outside on this beautiful deck chilling my dog. But think about this, man. I was laughing because people don't realize, okay, somebody said, okay, like, like they said, it's dangerous minds. Is that a black move? Because you got, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer, and she's saving and helping a lot of African-American, but it's Michelle Pfeiffer movie. She's the main person. I say no. Dangerous. She said it's not. I said it is because it's a black cast. You marketed uh, Coolio, all these people. You don't get Gangsta Paradise in the song. Everybody going to go see it, right? Freedom Riders. Okay? I threw this one out here. Sunset Park. She didn't remember the movie Sunset Park. Rhea Perlman, uh, white basketball coach, okay? She's coaching the inner city. You had the escape song on there. Everybody was ready, like, hey, man, we going to see Sunset Park. We're like, Sunset Park, what time is it? It's time to get by. It's time to represent, right? We going to see it. So I say if it's marketed towards us, it's a black movie. It don't matter. Somebody can say, um, what was the movie? Okay, White Squirrel. White basketball coach in the 67. White coach. Name was name of the show is called White Shack. Black show. All right. Uh, I was a little iffy on Save the Last Dance. I don't know. I think that's everybody's movie. But colors. Think about colors. 90s gang movie. Don Cheeto. West Knight. All these actors. Icy. I mean, you market that thing across the board. The main two, the main people was Dennis Hopper and Sean Penn. Gang LA movie, colors, colors, colors. Okay, boom, that's a black movie. Colors is considered a black movie. Uh, what's my other movie? The Principal with James Belushi, right? James Belushi, Principal in uh, Central LA, whatever. He brought the bat, he fighting people. I mean, they trying to stab this teacher. They fighting in the showers. I mean, he bring a bat, he on a motorcycle. Even The Principal, that's a black movie. Okay, but I just think, and me in general, it's who it's marketing towards. Who is the marketing audience? Yes, everybody's going to go see it, but how did, what was the marketing network behind it? And you know what's a, what's a black movie and what's not. I don't think it depends on if the main star of the movie is white, you know, or black. Some say if the majority of the movie is black and the main person has to be black, the main person does not have to be black. That's what I, okay? Here. All right, 11. Um, is college worth it? <laughs> I'm, find my dog. I'm gonna have to light this cigar back up for that one. All right, I will tell you this. Is college worth it? All right. To each his own. If you don't have a trade, what you got? If you don't have a trade, what do you have? If you want to say, all right, I want to be a rapper. If you ain't six foot six with a 40 inch vertical or five, six foot one, six foot two, run a four, three. Okay. Don't complain about money. But say this two sides. Okay, I'm saying this two sides, okay? On that resume. As an African-American man, 
sometimes you don't realize that degree gets you indoors. It's not saying you have to use it. But the way our society is set up, you don't have that on there, and it's a stack of applications or resumes, okay? What do you bring to the table if you don't have a college degree? That's the answer to that question. I get it. I love the fact that there are people who have trades. Trades is everything to me. I envy people who have trades, okay? They pay you for your time. You work that. You learn that. That is your schooling right there. But if you say it's college work, people are like, yeah, man, I go to college. I didn't use this degree. You technically, all right, let's put it like this. It depends on what is your field. If you're in the medical field, you have you go to med. Okay, the problem is people go to college, and they really don't seriously think about what they want to do, and they take these things that they are not in the field or in the place to use. Okay, I'm a perfect example of that. Okay, I went to school for sign language. I live with deaf people. Okay, I'm gonna throw this out here. Okay. I went to school, as much as I love to talk, you would not believe this, I live with deaf people. I had three South American roommates, okay? I may not be in that field, okay? I, before, it was crazy, before I went to college, I worked in that field. I went to Pennsylvania, got into sign language. But if you knew, I ended up getting a degree in humanities, because I was starting getting to plays, writing plays, and being in plays, and sign language could go hand in hand with acting. Like I got into that, okay? Long story short, I ended up with a, with a degree in humanities. I'm like, I was all about wanting to be in the theater, wanting to work in the museum, wanting to do something with, wanting to be something with being a, or a humanitarian, make a long story short. But do you realize this? That having that sign language degree opened doors because they're looking at this person on his resume. That's your story. If you want to have a degree, what does your resume say? That should be the question. Because they're like, oh my God, this guy speaks multiple languages. This guy knows sign language. This guy does this, this guy does that. He has a degree in humanities. Some folks pull me to sound like, okay, I just want to meet you because I've never met a person in the South with a degree in humanities. Hmm. So if it was not, me personally, my story is, if it was not for me taking what I took, a lot of doors and places that I've been would not have opened up to me, okay? Because I had a story on my resume. I worked at wheelchair camps. I worked at the deaf and blind school. Oh, he worked at the deaf and blind school. Then I went to a degree out for sign language. And they find that very intriguing. So what on your resume is intriguing? And that's the answer. Uh, is college worth it? Yes, college gives you the opportunity for a job or people to say that, Okay, he can follow through with a task on a timely manner. Things can be, that's really what college does. It just shows that you can be given an assignment. Now, not like the big, I'm not talking about law. I'm not talking about nursing. I'm not talking about like the things that you have to do, like the doctor, surgical life, like some, some stuff like that. Okay. I'm just saying like the typical, all right, I went for nursing. I went for business, admin, you know, this and that. Okay, I always wanted to be a market, okay? Who knew years later, I finally got my way around it. I didn't take business, I didn't do anything. Now I'm a marketing coordinator, but here's my thing. Uh, it's how I got there, okay? Like I said, but uh, long story short, 
That resume is all I'm going to say. If you don't have a college degree, what does your resume say about you? Why would they hire you based off of what you are presenting on that paper? They don't get to see you. They don't get to look in your eyes and see you a good person. They see your name and they see what jerk. And that's what college just shows that, okay, he is capable of being instructed and told or given this because a lot of people who don't go to college because they don't want to have to do that stuff. So it's showing, okay, you don't want to be instructed. You don't want to have uh, less. You don't want to have this and that. Well, okay, it puts you in this bracket. You get what I'm saying? Unless it's who you know, all right? Well, a lot of people feel like that, man. College wasn't worth it. College was worth it. College was worth the experience. It's worth getting away. It's worth learning. It's about discovering yourself. It's about knowledge because this is a muscle here that you better not ever stop eating. All right, 15, what is the best compliment you've ever received? Uh, D. Sewell told me this, man. Shout out, Steph. D. Sewell told me, like, you can see, like, when you see me, you can see that I, that I love God, uh, that I fear God, that I'm a godly man, that I'm a person that everybody is my family, everybody is my sister, everybody that I'm in contact with is my brother. That is a great compliment. You can give me, man, you're so intelligent, you're so bright, you're so this and that, but seeing that like man like you could tell that you love god that's awesome somebody can see him when they see me or see him in me that's 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 the greatest compliment you you can give me that type me up all right let me see what was that uh i don't know what the heck was that one maybe i'll put that one back i don't know all right um how would your family describe what you do for a living? My wife wouldn't know, Pierce wouldn't. My mom, everybody, okay, he works for the National Beta Club. What is the National Beta for most people up north? Uh, um, you know, they don't know, largest youth organization, but what he goes is he travels, he has 25 states of schools. Any state within, well, like this, I can walk into any school district in 25 states in our country, any district, and I can let people or I can give kids the opportunity to be a part of something that when I grew up, I didn't think I was good enough to be in or where a lot of people don't know about or don't think they're good enough to be in. I go and um, give kids the opportunity to put something on their resume that's going to change their life forever. That's that's what I do. He 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 goes and he uh, you know, he helps kids. He works with schools. Pierce wouldn't know. He'd just say, "Daddy works in the Beta Club." He won't understand yet, but he will be in Beta Club. He better be in Beta Club. But uh, what I'm doing is, um, you know, man, living the dream. I'm gonna say that. You know, he's going and uh, he's making a difference. How about that? I'm in sales, but educational sales is a whole different thing. I can live behind that. You know, I love selling cars, but a car is a man-made object. You don't know if it can break. Somebody bought the wrong one. Something can happen. Something can fail. This right here, the opportunity to better your life, I can get behind that any day. All right, 25. Uh, who do you think is a better MC, Jay-Z or Nas, and why? Eric Cook, God dang it, man. You these hip-hop questions as an MC. 
body of work. He said as an MC though, um, as an MC, I'm gonna go Nas with this craft. Jay-Z as a rapper. A reason why I'm gonna break the two down because Jay-Z as a rapper, he's phenomenal. Um, his writing, I mean, I'm gonna say Jay-Z's albums are better. I'm gonna tell you right now, the past King's Disease ain't bad. King's Disease 2, I Am, uh, you know, Hate Me Now. Uh, um, um, it was written, um, Nostradamus and all that. If I say put the body of work of Jay-Z, original gangsta, the blueprint, the blueprint run, the blueprint two, the gift and the curse, kingdom come, black album, uh, four, 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 uh, you know, all those. I, I, I mean, Jay-Z has better albums, okay? I'm gonna say if you line them up hit for hit, Jay-Z has hits, okay? That's, that's, you get what I'm saying? You got hits versus like, real hip hop fight street poetry nas is an mc if we gotta go who has the better career who if i had to put him out i gotta put jay-z as i think he's done more for hip-hop but nas as an mc nah i gotta put Nas. nas is a better mc i i'll I give nas an mc but um his accomplishments nowhere near jay-z's though jay-z got I mean, Jay-Z's done his thing, but as of lately, I, I'm not a, Nas give you hits. Like when that song, when they were doing that, he said, he said each different, you 10 records and three hits or whatever, it, the numbers ain't there, but as, a, as an artist, uh, what he does is beautiful. I, I will say that. Yo, I'm gonna tell the podcast, I'm, hold up, hold up. I'm not taking a break, but I'm letting them know, yo, it's time, I'm gonna give a word for my sponsor. Y'all get ready. We ain't done yet. We got more questions. I'm going to hit this thing and start back up, and then we're going to start the next segment. Hello, I'm here rocking with Jeff. I'm here to argue, and that's right. We are here to argue. I am Eric Cook, CEO of Minority Business Association. We grow your bottom line one connection at a time. You can call me at 864-323-1286 or look me up on the web, minoritybusinessassociationsc.com. Talk to you soon. It's your boy Wild America, and y'all know that I love to argue, but there is nothing cooler than wearing my I'm Here to Argue merch, my I'm Here to Argue podcast shirt when I'm out of public, McDonald's, anywhere that I frequently walk around, you know, people come, I love that shirt, what do you argue about, what's this, I love it, and where do I get my shirts from, Dub Print Life, love, print, passion. If y'all don't know, family events, family reunions, church events, uh, big events, um, holla at them, dude. They got great turnaround, great prices, man, and you, you, they, can, they can print on anything. Bags, frisbees, whatever you need, get with them. 864-302-7566. And you also can hit them at the D-U-B-P-R-I-N-T-L-I-F-E.com. Dub Print Life. You know what it's about? Do business, let's network. And remember, I'm here to argue. Nas got an archive, but Jay-Z's body of work is stupid. 
man. Songs he did with Jeezy, the song he did with the songs he do with Rick Ross, the songs he do with Kanye, the songs. I mean, Nas is amazing, but Jay Z's body of work is just it's, it's ridiculous. All right. Did your son have a kitchen set when he was little? Goddamn, Allison, let's go. Let's do this. Let's go ahead and talk about this, 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 this topic. This is a hot one right now. And for the people that's been rocking with me this long throughout this whole podcast, I'm glad you're with me. I hope y'all entertain. I never thought of doing a podcast by myself, like doing like this. I always have a guest. But for the end of 2022, I hope y'all entertain. I thought this was going to be crazy. I didn't know it was going to be, but I'm really enjoying this. Okay. All right. So. My kid does not have a kitchen set. I don't have a problem with a gender appropriate kitchen set. You get what I'm saying? I love to cook. Ain't nothing wrong with kids that want to cook. And some of these new kitchen toy sets is awesome. I mean, they look good. Like, you remember back in the days, like, I think what's wrong with uh, my generation of men the way we are is um, we think about kitchen sets when we was little, right? When we were young, you had the girl kitchen set the little pink and white one with all the stuff right like think about power wheels back in the days i i, I got you yes uh, yes it's another question but i'm with you he got lyrical he's there but come on for every i'm getting at this for every good nas nice song you can throw five jay-z it's just the body of work is what i'm getting at as a writer you get what i'm saying now nas is maybe at top tier but jay-z just got to you know you get what i'm saying but as an mc i said it Nas is a better mc but just through body of work if i say who's you, you get what i'm saying how you can have peyton manning great quarterback but he ain't no tom brady he's great but tom brady just has a whole lot more accomplishments you get what i'm saying that's all i'm gonna say both of them are great and they hall of fame and they there i'm just saying based off of you got one ring this guy got seven this guy forever you okay okay all right, all right so here i go okay so Think about Power Wheels back in the days when we were kids, okay? We had Power Wheels, that big old battery that would run out. We in this slow Power Wheel car, right? Think about Power Wheels and these cars that these little kids get as toys. Now, I mean, they got Bluetooth in them. I mean, they got Hummers. They got rims. I mean, they got it, right? Times is different. Like, the Power Wheel car is like these cars dumping out. You could put speed. I mean, they bad, right? So think about these kitchen sets now, okay? We cooking. What if, what if, what if I'm a chef? What if I love cooking? And I'm always in the kitchen and my son wanna cook. Like he can't cook on a real one and burn, but he wanna imitate what he see his dad do. Cause it's a lot of men that's out here grilling, that's showing off grilling. It's a lot of entrepreneurs that open up restaurants. They families own restaurants. They growing up in a household where the man, you know, what if your family owns a diner or whatever, you cook, you, you having cookouts with your boys and you, you know, your son, he can't cook on that. So he wants to imitate his dad. Cool, right? More power to him. Let that man have that stove. I'm not saying get him, like, just before you knock and think about this, take what we saw as a, uh, as a, as a, as a cooking stove in the 80s and in the 90s. Take that thought out. Do a little research and look at these uh these, these kitchen sets for kids, man. They fire. And if a kid wants to play in there, he can learn business skills and preparedness, and you can put a little money, add some to it. It's kind of like you let these kids do lemonade stands and selling cookies and hot dogs. I'm saying, like, that's all right. You build an entrepreneur. That's how I'm gonna take you. You can say, man, my kid ain't gonna be playing no kitchen. What? 
man don't want to be i mean a lot of i mean time's different man i just think we just need to just you know move just move to the next man on to the next question but that's my answer i don't have a problem with that if it's gender neutral what the way they look now i'm not gonna let my kid have a you know the ones that you know it's just raising a man that's what i'm trying to say. all right um how would you feel if your son came out as gay very 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 serious question um honestly i have nothing against same-sex relationships or anything but i will tell you as a as a man as a black man um i'm gonna take this two ways okay there's nothing wrong with it but when you're a father and in, in, in America, black men in America, you feel like you failed or something that you did wrong. And you did. There's nothing wrong. Some people, people are made to think it's already. Some people think they can beat it out of them, get it out. What I would say is, man, I just, I would support him. I would love him. I would be, it's kind of like, okay, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. I'm going to turn this question around, okay? When a, when a woman, and I've heard women say this over and over, okay? If a black kid uh, has a black mother, okay, and he wants to date, he doesn't want to date black women, that black mother feels like she's failed because he doesn't see. I've heard, I've seen it, I've witnessed, I've interviewed it multiple times. Everybody, why? It's something that the mother feels like, what did she do wrong for him not to desire a black woman? And she's black, she's black, he's black, okay? It's the same thing if you're a father, okay? And people think, oh man, I can't believe you said that. That's so insensitive. Ask a mother, an African-American mother, not saying your son says he loves anybody, he loves all people, but if you are a black mother and your son says, I only date, I'm only gonna, I only, I only find white women attractive. How would that make you feel? And you would feel like, what did you do wrong? What did you miss? Why didn't he see my own kind as beautiful? So as a father, what I'm getting at is saying is a man would be like, okay, we are, it's already hard being an African-American male. Now you're putting another stipula, another challenge on it. And I'm going to feel really sad because I know that life ain't, life just got harder for him. And I got to help make him easy. I got to protect him and I want him to be, able to thrive you know what i'm saying that's not saying i can't love him any different i can't love him anymore i'm gonna love him but at that moment it's going to take something for me because as a man i'm going to think what did i do and my upbringing and me teaching him him seeing me as a man him growing up him seeing this thing what did i do that he um doesn't desire a woman he has a beautiful mom you know, why is he not, you know what I'm saying? He's around, you know, why does he not find that? And that's, that's some soul searching for me as well. You get what I'm saying? But uh, that's how I would feel. The question is, how, how would I feel? That's how I feel. I feel like I failed, you know? And you didn't because if you got your son alive on earth and in this world to see him, love him, hug him, you didn't fail. You got time, you get to see them and be with them and love them. But my initial, yeah, but that's still your that's still your flesh and blood and your, your, your some a soul a, a person you created that God bless you with. Of course you go love. I'm not gonna turn my back and, and say, let me be gay out of him and I'm like that's nothing like that. It's just I would feel like as a man. I felt it together. We're gonna get through this journey. We're gonna be all right, like Kendrick Lamar said. All right, twenty-four. All right, y'all still rock with me. I love y'all. All right, twenty-four. 
What is one sentence that you would tell a 20-year-old Jeff Wilkins? Uh, It's a lot of similar questions like that. I think I've answered that one uh, several times already. You know what I'm saying? So I'll skip that one. That's been one that I've I've beaten already, I guess. All right. Uh, 20. How would you describe fatherhood and marriage in one word? Um, Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Sacrifice for your wife. Sacrifice for your kids. Sacrifice for your marriage. If you could put, how would you describe fatherhood? You sacrifice, man. Sacrifice. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Um, you can't say unselfishness, but I think sacrifice because you sacrifice whatever, you know, anything you can for your kids, for your family. You know what I'm saying? You're willing to work. You're willing to wash this. You're willing to get dirty. You, you know, some people, when you look at bad things that happen to news, some people are just trying to feed a family. When we look at these desperate times and stuff going on, people are desperate right now. You get what I'm saying? And then in a good way, you know, you sacrifice, you know, you, you sacrifice, um, you sacrifice being single. You sacrifice, you know, when you're married and you decide to be with one person, you give up being a hoe. You give up your independence. You sacrifice that, you, to, you know, once you got a kid, to be there with them every day. I say that's what it's about. Are you willing to, you know, die for it? You get what I'm saying? That's why I say that sacrifice, you know, Jesus gave is the ultimate sacrifice. You feel what I'm saying? I'm willing to sacrifice for mine. What can I sacrifice so that they have? What can I do? What am I willing? You know what I'm saying? I'm, that's, that's the word, okay? That question came from Brian Dix. Yeah, sacrifice. That's that's the word, and apply that. You know, you think about man when you meet somebody, you love somebody, you willing to sacrifice yourself. You willing to sacrifice for them. You know, and what's wrong is you might be ready to sacrifice for somebody, but is that person willing to sacrifice for you? You know. All right, thirty. We almost there. We almost there, y'all. This thing getting empty. All right. Uh, where am I at? Oh, 30. 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30. I don't know. Oh, what was your, who was your favorite guest and why? Oh my God. I can't say who was my favorite guest because each one brought something to the table. Each one taught me something. Each one I learned from each person that was on this podcast. I learned about myself. They learned things we experienced. We had something. I can't put one more than the other because of the camaraderie, the bonding. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was lessons learned on this podcast. If y'all never listened to it or watched it, go back through and experience that ride with me. And I got better as a podcaster, each one. So my favorite guest is always the next guest. Okay, there's no way I could put a, I can't say I had a favorite one. I, I had some that I think is meant to send to different people. Like when I go out and I send my episodes to people, I send different ones to different people because different people are meant to hear different things. You may be a party, ready to party, 
crunk guy, a, a, a college guy that loves I may send the sports when you might be an athlete trying to go. You may be an entrepreneur. I send this. You may be a doctor. I send this to you. You may be in car sales. You might be in. Uh, you might be in fitness. You may be a female entrepreneur that needs to hear Courtney's episode about everything she overcome, or you might need to hear um, Tyson who just got out of prison about how he bounced back and everything he did. You might. You might need to hear. Green Mal talking about having fun downtown Greenville and chasing chicks. You might need to hear Pierre. You might be a movie buff or art buff. They need to hear me and him go back and forth. Everybody's about, you may need to hear Dr. Shea, you know, you own a spa and a, and a healthcare thing. You might need to hear about the salt cake. Everything you might need to hear about colorism. You might be a woman that just need to hear other women talk about what they go through. I, that's my answer. Every episode, if my favorite guest is always the next guest because you take us up to the table. It's always everything I brought in the journey I'll bring to the table every time. All right. Oh, man, I got one more. All right, 28. What animal would you compare your personality to and why? Interesting question. What animal? Oh, I want to say a dog. Dogs are loyal. What's another loyal animal? Um, I would, you know what? I'll be a, uh, I could be a Tasmanian devil, <laughs> but I would, I would be a Wolverine. No, 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 no. Yeah, what's an animal? I'm not afraid of the challenge, no matter how big it is. Wolverines are not afraid, and they don't back down from a challenge, no matter how big. They will fight a bear. Canadian Wolverine, it will fight a bear. It will fight a wolf. It will fight. It will It will run up on anything, right? And that's why I got to give a Wolverine serious props because it's not afraid, okay? And that's me. I'm not afraid. I've learned, and that's how I've gotten as far as I've gotten because I realized no does not make your nose bleed. Somebody tells you no, get up. Keep going. You get another no. Get another no. Because I always tell everybody in sales what I learned. Everybody's supposed to say no. Expect your client or somebody to say no. That third no, you're getting somewhere. That's where the truth start coming out. They supposed to say no. Hey, buy this car. No. Hey, buy this house. No. You gonna buy this? Up? Yeah. No. Okay. Why? Uh, that ain't true. All right. Well, what about so and so? Oh uh, no. Still don't want to buy the house. No. Then you get that third one. They out of nose, and then the truth comes. Or they like maybe they just knowed out. I don't know. I'm just not afraid of the task. I'm not afraid. I'm not. That's why I bite. When I ride my bike, which I haven't done in a while, but I, I will ride 60 miles and I've done it multiple times. And I see a hill, right? I'm not afraid of that hill. People look at these hills, right? And they scared to take that road. I couldn't do this bike. I couldn't go up this hill. Them hills develop character. Those hills, you need those hills. People will ride bikes and take and add five, six more miles to their route. And taking on this hill, dog. <laughs> you already know I love Penny Hardaway, Doug. You everybody had the Penny Hardaway journey. I love me some Penny Hardaway. I love Jordan, but Penny did something to me, man. If you remember back in the Fair Force days, I had the Penny Hardaway journey. Dude, I love some Penny, man. I was I was on Penny's nuts, dog. I ain't even gonna lie. I love me some Penny. Um, somebody asked me. I know Pierre got some stank questions in here. I'm ready for what he got. 20. All right. I'm glad the weather held up while I did this today. 
Um, what? Okay, after the colorism episode, do I still, or do I have a preference, or how do I still, because at first, I ain't going to lie, that's why I say I learned from each episode. Do I have a preference anymore? No, and I don't, I do not have a preference anymore. I am 100%, I, I just, I, I will never word what I find attractive like that ever again, okay? That's a fact. Uh, the colorism episode just showed me how, over the years, how much damage I've done in saying what I said in my mind state. I don't agree with the way I thought. I, I can't change what I've said and everything I said. I can apologize, but I can only go forward and, and hope to never put that kind of poison in the air again, okay? I don't have a preference. What I mean by I don't have a type. I'm not going to say I prefer a certain type ever again. Because at the end of the day, it does not matter even if you get a man is always going to desire and have eyes to look at. You can get your type, right? And if a man's mind ain't right or whatever's going on, men always going to desire and look at something else. I'm not saying they got to act on impulses to cheat and do things, but just because you think you got what you like. Like, think about people say, somebody cheated on Holly Berry. Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce. This guy cheated on J-Lo. Like, you can have, you can have Serena Williams, the goddess. And it still might not be enough. You got something new or whatever we got to do. You know, what gets old or not even what gets old. It's just some guys or men just like the hunt. The accomplishment, the trophy, the kill or whatever, the hunt. But uh, no, there is no more I prefer this over that. Never again. I'm out on that one. All right. Pierre did something really ratchet. I'm going to go ahead and get this one out. He said top was my number one show this year. I'm going to do a countdown. I'm going to end it on a countdown, okay? I got countdowns at the end. I think that was all of the good ones they gave me there. Um, yeah, I think that's all of them. So here's the part that uh, let's go ahead and end this with a bang. Okay. Um, top show. He said, I got to give a number one. Um, when I say top show, I'm going top show this year. As in this episode, uh, this one, like one season, I'm sorry, one season. It got to be a new, this season. This season, say what y'all want, crucify me, I don't care what y'all say. Uh, the best show this year. You can't go off a previous season. I'm saying just this season. The best show this season. I'm saying the most talked about show to me was Ted Lasso. I got a lot of shows I watched. I can give a breakdown and say how many shows over the period of time, but this season of Ted Lasso, to me, was really talked about, really amazing writing. It won every damn near award out there. Like, if you're going to say you watch another or another show that's better than Ted Lasso, I'm going to go ahead and tell you this. Um, Ted Lasso probably won three more awards than it, – it, it, won, it won too many awards. That's all. I'm going to put that out there. Ted Lasso was like – it's like the, the GOAT of shows this year. It was like the Tom Brady – of shows this year. It won every goddamn, it was like the Steph Curry of TV shows. It won every goddamn award that they could get. And that's it. It couldn't even hold no more, all right? Ted Lasso showed out. It was a great show. 
I like it was all, I like what it was about. It was about positivity, a positive person that kept pushing back the awards. The show itself, what Ted Lasso did, and what this season was just an amazing season where I got to talk about me and my boss would sit down every Monday. We had our thing. We don't see each other. We get we come in Monday, the first 30, 40 minutes of work, we got to discuss and break down Ted Lasso. Like break it down. And this is a, a opposite sex and an and a opposite uh, race. We can we can sit down and communicate and talk about Ted Lasso. I thought that was amazing. Like it can just you get a show that can put that can combine worlds like that, man. And I mean, like I said, um, it was some great shows. I loved this last season of Narcos. I loved Hellbound, man. I loved what Walking Dead is doing. But Ted Lasso. Uh, I got to give it the honor to say that was my top. If I got to pick one show this year, okay? Um, of course, I mean, Hellbound was my joint. Uh, Your Honor, I watched a lot of shows, man, but I'm giving it to Ted Lasso. Um, top movie, people say all these great movies, but here's the deal. There's a movie that came out, it just came out so early in the year, that people just forgot about the greatness of it. And I'm here to bring it back up because there's a lot of good movies that came out and people had cabin fever and, you know, we've been, we finally got to go see movies, movies came out, but I'm just going to tell you, and I don't care what y'all say, go back, uh, live y'all best life. But remember this, Judas and the Black Messiah. It's like, we forgot that movie came out. You know, The Heart of They Fall, great movie. Black Widow, Wrath of Man, Cruella was one of my movies I put up there. But at the end of the day, I think um, we forgot all about that Judas and the Black Messiah. Like when you first, that was greatness. It was so Spike Lee-ish. It was just phenomenal on every, every level. Judas and the Black Messiah, the acting, the portrayal, the real... I mean, that was some history. That was some real history, man. And I mean, it, 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 should, be, it should be one of the greatest black movies of all time. I, I think it deserves to be. Uh, it's only been out for a year, but I just think that you got to put that up there to do the right thing with the Malcolm X. With You got to put that up there with some of your strongest black movies ever. Judas and the Black Messiah is, that was my movie of the year. Um, top song? Woo! I would say something with Anderson Pack. What Jay-Z song? What Kanye song? Um, um, man, thank you, thank you, man. Thank you, Doug, Matt. Um, there's so many songs, I really can't say that. What Jay-Z song? What? I don't know, man. It's, I can't really do a song. If I got to pick a song, um, I guess I would say, I don't know. I can't name a song. Maybe Dua Lipa. Uh, I, I really get down with Dua, man. Dua Lipa's my girl. Um, song this year? I don't know. I don't know. I'm really stuck on that one, man. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just gonna leave it at that. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I get, but I don't. I can't name. I went blank on that one. 
uh, top album. Mm. Oh, Tyler the Creator. That Tyler Creator album is fire. Anything, I'm giving uh, best rapper this year. Say what y'all want. I don't care what y'all say. I'll take y'all to the grave on this. Uh, the best rapper this year, hands down, I don't even know who could be second. I don't even think there's, it's, it's the person I'm going to say the best rapper this year. I'm going to say their first place, second place, third place, and then there's fourth and fifth, whoever you want. But Conway the Machine is the best rapper this year of 2021. Nobody's touching Conway, period. Everybody you named it needed a feature with him. All the big hitters, DMX, Nas, Jay-Z, Eminem, uh, Kanye, uh, everybody, Ludacris, everybody. You're, you're, it's kind of like saying um, you're not official if you don't have Conway on your, uh, on, your, on your feature. And the thing about Conway, the machine is, he was like the closest back thing to like what we get in the like old 50 Cent when he first came out. Like you remember when 50 first got shot, like you could hear the, the pain in his voice. Like that pain is a distinctive sound when he was there. Like when Kanye had his mouth saw, like you got to think Conway can't even use one half of his face. He's been shot in the face and all this. You know what I'm saying? His lyrics, his penmanship, he's the best right now. Nobody wants that smoke with Conway. That's why everybody wants to feature him because that guy, where he's at, he's bringing the real, he's bringing a gritty hip hop to when things are getting too flamboyant. He's bringing the real street, real hip hop, real authentic, grimy hip hop. And that's, that's a rare thing nowadays. And everybody, if you want to be official, you get Conway. That's the bottom line. There is no second. You can take whatever your favorite rapper is, take their verse. I'll take a Conway verse, and we'll go tip that. You will run out of bullets really quick. Conway just don't quit. But everybody, he's he's so sought after. You know, everybody knows you got to be careful when you go with Conway. And I see why Eminem signed him. I 100% understand why Eminem knew. All right, let me – Eminem grab that guy, and there's a reason why. He's phenomenal. Ain't nobody messing with him. And uh, the favorite car, uh, best car this year, I'm going to say, I'm just going, I'm doing, the top car is the new Corvette and the new fully loaded, that new Toyota Camry is amazing. I'm, I'm just going to be real. The Toyota Camry, Toyota did their thing on this one, man. And that new Corvette with the uh, engine in the uh, front now, it's amazing. I mean, and people are saving money. Everybody's getting, you can get a car that looks just like a Lamborghini for like one third of it. Why not? Okay. Top Cigar is Top Flight Cigars. I definitely mess with the Sugar Foot. I love the Sugar Foot. I love the Bruce Wayne. Top Flight Cigar got the best cigar. That's the top cigars of the year that I'm seeing. Uh, best Chicken, I'm going to say something different, and I'm going to throw two things out there. Uh, the Asian place I get my chicken from, they're up there, and I got to give a shout-out. Uh, uh, Spink stepped their game up. I always said NM, but I got to put some respect on Spink's name. Even though if you go to the NMs or Africa Highway, the lady is giving some desserts. If you get some food, she may be a little mean behind the cabinet, but she'll give you some free cobbler. I'm just going to throw that out there. But uh, the Asian place, I want you to check out their season, okay? The Asian seafood market that I go to. Uh, top villain. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go this year. 
I'm still, Negan technically ain't a villain, but I got to go Negan. I, can, I can't go Hannibal. Um, not villain this year. Dang, I had a good one on that one. Um, Alpha? No, that's not in this season. Uh, I can't think of what, what villain I got right now. I don't know. Top game, Madden. Madden 22 did a thing this year. They bounced back real good. I'm proud of Madden. Madden was excellent this year. Top drink. Uh, I didn't get that many Tiger in my tanks this year, but I will say DeVise uh, had this drink that I called to sit your ass down. Because when I had it, when you sit down, you don't want to get your ass back up. Holla at her excellence. She got that drink. She's on my pie. I promote her on here, but she had a really good drink. I will tell you this. And she made gummy bears. Uh, that's like her got, got like in the ingredients with it. Uh, top singer. I'm going with my girl, Cleo Soul. If you don't know who she is, she's a bad chick. Cleo Soul is like... This is Wild America, and people think, because they see me in this awesome 927 Mobile Cigar Lounge doing this awesome I'm Here to Argue podcast, that I am part owner of this luxurious Mobile Cigar Lounge, but I'm not. It is the one, the only, DJ Kelvin, Calvin Moss, you all know him as the Cowboy Fan, Cowboy Man, but yes, for all occasions, uh, bachelor parties, Baby showers, family reunions, cookouts, music events, you name it, man. The 927 Mobile Cigar Lounge can give you a look like no other, and it can bring something else to the table. So check them out on Facebook, on Instagram, on my page. Get with them. Book them. It's all kinds of specials that go with this, man. And you know my favorite saying, you don't have to go to the cigar bar when the cigar bar can come to you. So get your drinks, get your sticks, get in the mix, and it's all good, baby, baby. Thank you for checking out the I'm Here to Argue podcast, and you know what I love to do. Cats, dogs, frogs, and hogs, I'm here to argue with all y'all in the 927 Mobile Cigar Lounge, where it goes down. I'm Devise McBride. I'm the owner of Her Excellence LLC Boutique. I specialize in women's clothing and accessories. I'm also a certified bartender and I go by the name of Exotic Mixes Mobile Bartending. I'm also a pure romance consultant and I have been doing this for 11 years, so deal with me. So, if you hear that water in the background, that is not me taking a long pee in the bathroom. That is uh, the the sound of my peaceful aquarium, one of one of many. Okay, um, let's go ahead and and and, and make this happen. Uh, the biggest flop movie, uh, Mortal Kombat. I'm giving that as terrible movie. Great start. It's going to be a mix because some of y'all giving snake eyes hell. So I, I understand 
for the true movie people that get down with uh, G.I. Joe. Um, same could be said about Ghostbusters, okay? I'm going to throw that out there. But I think Mortal Kombat had so much promise, could have been so great. It's, it was just, I just think it was an awful uh, movie. Uh, I think the beginning intro opened up so many doors of what it could be, and it just did not live up to that. Uh, the characters on the bad guy side was way more powerful and it was like the other good guy people on earth were just helpless people who just couldn't find their way. And I just think the talent pool on the other side was just way better. And the main acting, you know, the main time that you got something good on the scene was when you had the two main uh, people fight. You know what I'm saying? With Scorpion to Sub-Zero, that's when you saw the true talent. Martial arts acting and everything on there. When they weren't on there, of course, you needed Kano to, like, push the film. But it was, it was, I'm just going to leave that, okay? Uh, man of the year at sports-wise, I got to give it to Giannis. Giannis did his thing. He set the example. He set a new trend. You don't have to stack, overload a team with superstars. Sometimes stay and put. You get that ring. They can't say nothing. It just builds your legacy. You you know, he, he did it the old-fashioned way. And I love that with Giannis. No superstars. I don't want to practice on the And he played big man ball. You know what I'm saying? He just realized, hey, man, they can't stop me. I'm the biggest guy here. I'm just going to get the ball and dunk. You know, his block was incredible that he did. I mean, shout out to, 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 to Milwaukee and shout out to Atlanta Braves for doing your thing. We needed Atlanta to do what they did. It was awesome. Hats off. You know what I'm saying? And what's crazy was I didn't claim Atlanta. Let me go ahead and give myself some credit, okay? To the people who know about this that was there to know and witness what happened. During the playoffs, uh, just before the World Series, I was at work, and I randomly had, you know, one of my guys there. His name is Tyler Fleming. He loves the Braves. So I just sat right then and there. He wanted me to hear something on audio, this home run. And I said, you know what? I never really claimed a baseball team. So, you know, i just never done it. So what if I just go ahead and claim the Braves right now? Just say, bump it. This is my team. So this guy gave me this beautiful Atlanta Brave coffee cup and all this other stuff. And I said, bump it. So I put it on Facebook. And then right after that, the Braves went on a tear in the playoffs. They just won games that traditionally they don't win. They went on a tear. And this guy was like, Jeff, you're a good luck. Like, I can't believe we're winning. Like, whatever you're doing, I'm like, I didn't watch the games. Like, don't watch the games. Just, you are the good luck and they don't know it. You just saved our season. So I'm like, wow. So me and Pierre or at this uh, sports bar we go to, and we're talking to Travis. I said, you know what, man? I've never done this before, but I just claimed the Braves as my team, man, and they're not losing, and they're winning this game. They're winning these games, and this guy sitting there laughing who got the Braves on his uh, you know, on his phone as a screen save. He's looking like, hey, man. So he just got in our conversation and said, hey, man. I said, I just want you to know, when everything happens, remember this talk that we had, right? Because he's like looking at his phone like, so when? And I showed him a picture on Facebook with a coffee mug. He's like, are you kidding me? I'm like, this is what happened. Now look what's happened ever since. He's like, dude, whatever you're doing, don't watch the games yet. So I said, next time we see each other, I'll never see this guy again. I do want to see him though because he was like, remember what happened? And it happened. Right after that, just like that, I mean, 
It's crazy, okay? It is what it is. So shout out to the Braves. They are the champs. I'm doing the chop. They say, it don't even matter if they don't go for another 10, 15, 20 years. We had right now, we had this moment. I will get me an Atlanta Braves shirt. I need to throw it up and do my chop um, and all that, okay? So, again, I'm going to give Negan his props as a villain. I am going to give my main man, uh, I hate him to death, but I got to go ahead and give him his props, Lakeith was a good villain in that movie, uh, The Harder They Fall. I liked him as a villain. I think he was funny. He carried it. He was a smooth type of villain. He was a dirtbag, but I liked him. He was a good dirtbag. So let me go ahead and give that movie some credit and some kudos while they can. Uh, my man, comeback guy of the year, okay? Comeback guy. I always say this. This dude, comeback game, if, if not... If not, it's the hardest comeback since Robert Downey Jr. I always say this, Negan, you are my guy. You are my, my best villain of this year because you're still a dirtbag, but you're doing what you got to do. But Negan, you're like back-to-back dirtbag of the year. I mean, you killing it, bro. I don't know why you keep killing it, okay? You are the dirtbag, though, Negan. You got to give me your props, man. And I'm going to tell you based off why. All right, already what you did... When you had to go in and save them folks from the uh, the whispers, you know what I'm saying? You went down there, you took out Alpha, you know what I'm saying? You took out Beta. You was the man, okay? You needed this. You you told them, I smell beer. Like, if people are starting to pee, you need to tag me in. Let me, let me do this. I got you. Y'all ain't built for this. Let me go in. Let me do it. Carol, which being the mastermind that she is, Carol deserved her props, okay? But she knew that she had to get you... And you saved the show, okay? Now, season two, I got to give you your props again. Whatever's going on with you and Maggie, okay? It is awesome. I respect it. I love it. Why am I getting long-winded with this? Because I'm just recharged. I don't got my coffee and I'm ready. But here's what I did. And here's why I got to give you your props. First of all, this chick been trying to kill you. You can't. Turn your back and walk without thinking she's going to shoot you in the back and stab you any given time. And she popping all that noise. And there was a time when, hey, they was getting ready to kill her ass. And guess what you did? You shut the door on her. I respect that. I get you, Negan. I get that. Why are you going to go ahead and let this lady, you know, live when you can go ahead and get rid of that prop? I feel you, Negan. I feel you, man. Like, like time and time again, you just 100% Negan. All right? So, she didn't die. She came back. You know what I'm saying? She hit you in the face. But you said, all right, it, you know, it, it was due. Okay, fuck it. You know, I wasn't going to save your ass. Why would I want to save your ass when you when you talk about killing me all the goddamn time? This ain't like one of the regular shows where I'm going to have sympathy. I'm at sympathy and go ahead and save you, knowing all the times and how many times every single day you let me know that you want to shoot me and you are going to shoot me, you are going to kill me and all this stuff. So I'm going to let your head die and I'm going to shut the door on your ass and let you fall and let these zombies kill you. Somehow she made it through. Negan had that look on her face, but so what? But then you made a deal with her, okay? You made a deal and y'all had an agreement to, for now, y'all ain't going to kill each other and it's all good. Like, it's all good, right? Give you your props, okay? Now, when y'all started bonding, I don't know, I'm going to get back to to my show, but y'all started bonding, and there was a trust thing. It was kind of a deal of kind of respect for each other. She said, 
would you do it all over again? Of course, those that know about Walking Dead, you know, he killed her husband, bashed her husband's head in front of her with a baseball bat. She was pregnant, everything. He just played, he went through a group of people with, with Lucille, which Lucille is a bat with barbed wire on it. So he went around doing any, mini miny, mo, catch your tiger by the toe, killing everybody. That He was just picking with this bat. So now that they sitting there cool, they got respect for each other. She says, now what what you know now and everything now, would you would you do things differently? He said, uh yeah. If I could do it all over again, I'll do things differently. And this joker said, I would have went ahead. And killed every. I would have. I, I would have went ahead and and killed every last one of y'all if I had to do it again. I said that goddamn nigga boy. He said you you gotta understand. That's a man in his word. He could have said no. I wouldn't have killed you. No, I would have done. I would have thought that he said no. If I would have done things differently, I'd have killed every last one of you son of a bitches. God damn it, Negan. So I'm done on that. Okay, I'm done on that. I'm done. Negan, you are my guy. Okay, but my guy that's Comeback City, Comeback City's guy, y'all can say what y'all want, but that god dang on Michael Keaton is the Comeback King for this year. Negan, you are that guy. Okay, 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 I'm going to give I'm gonna give Michael Keaton cold comeback because, Negan, you just stone cold. But Michael Keaton that played Batman, that played the principal, he plays in the new, I don't know if y'all remember the principal, he played... In the Spider-Man movie, he played, I mean, he's been, I mean, god dang it, Michael Keaton, I got to give you your pops, this movie, The Protégé, whatever it is, The Protégé, you played that guy, I mean, Michael Keaton, you've been, you've been a little dirtbag lately, and your comeback game is great, and I'm glad that you refuse to fail, to, you just refuse to die out, Michael Keaton, keep doing your thing, Michael Keaton. You'll never hear this, Michael Keaton, but I think you're awesome, Michael Keaton. Uh, what was he in that movie, American Assassin? You did your thing in that, Michael Keaton. Like, just keep being Michael Keaton. And your career is not done. Your career is not done. You're starting to get this niche in spy movies and being a backstabber and an infiltrator, and I just want to say thank you. Okay? So I'm going to end it because I want to give some shout outs. I want to give some thank yous and I want to, and I want to, I want to I just, just finish this thing the right way. We're about to go into 2022, 2021. Things are starting to get normal. It's almost back to normal, but we still got a long way to go. But we learned to love each other, to get used to being around each other, to get used to interaction, to get used to gatherings. And then Omicron, whatever, Megatron, all this other crazy shit start to pop up. But it is not stopping us, okay? People, we lost a lot of loved ones, man, due to this due to this virus, man. And, you know, it's a respect thing. It's a safety thing, man. Just because you don't care about it, you know, it's other people, okay? Um, we're seeing how this is affecting Young folks, old folks, your friends, people that you was just on the phone with, all of a sudden don't answer their phone anymore. People, you know, just put it like this, man. We got to love each other, be kind to each other, 
and respect one another while we're still on this earth. And you never know when you're not going to see anybody again. Okay. But, you know, let's just do this going into 2022. Let's have a heart again. Okay. Let's have a human heart and care. Um, you know, let's love. Love is a strong word. Let's not have no regrets. Go after your dreams, you know, and just and just try to make other people happy. Don't just try to make yourself happy. Try to make other people happy. Try to help other people succeed. I think one of the things is we try to make sure that we succeed, but let's push other people so that they can succeed, okay? And I don't know how you feel. I'm just going to state my case, man. You know, stay in the game for your family, you know? Think about your kids. Think about your wife. Think about your family, your mother, your son, you, you know, your dads, you being dads, you know? You guys don't care about taking this stuff. But I don't want a person to feel like, man, why didn't he just do it and he'd be around? Why didn't he just do it instead of being hard-headed and they'd never get to say goodbye to you? You know what I'm saying? And that's my thing on that. Just think about that, okay? Because too many people, they bold about it and they want to stick to their thing. But then, you know, we in two years of this and, you know, people are still leaving us. Okay. All right. So shout out to my first podcaster. I'm glad I went through with this one. I'm so glad I started this journey. Um, It's a long way to go. Like I said, we just getting started. But my main man, Pierre, episode one, for getting this thing, for helping me get started, for assisting me and learning how to plug this thing in. Uh, My main man, Green Mile. Have fun, open up. Thank you for the fun we had. Courtney, thank you for being the first female to bless this thing, to get me prepared to learn. Uh, Derek, I needed everything you did and where you got me at to to, to the part after that. Oh, man, I mean, Moody, Jay Free, I mean, the grind, the learning, able to talk, able to to talk about relationships, uh, you know, and friendships on how close we was and things are different, but how to get back on track and how to support and love on each other. Even though we don't talk or we don't see each other, you know what I'm saying? The love is still there. In in business, you always got big brother, little brother. People grow in businesses and gotta spread, okay? You know what I'm saying? Uh my main man, let's let's throw this out, Thomas Rooker with One Nation, man. It's just now getting started for you. The journey's just started, man. And it's never easy when you first get started, but you got to keep it moving. You got to keep it pushing. You know what I'm saying? Tyson, thank you for the amazing episode. I'm glad I got to let you know how important you are to me, how important you are to your friends, and how important you are to your family. And just know, I'm glad on that episode you got to know what benefited from that trip. You know what I'm saying? And I'm glad you're home so we can enjoy the rest of this time that we have on Earth together. Oh, man, Dr. Wells, you are the bomb.com, you and Lova. Thank you for, uh, I think I grew on a podcast on that level by having you and what we talked about and seeing a direction of health and awareness and things like that. You know what I'm saying? I know the show is called I'm Here to Argue, but some of y'all were just so excellent and good. I, I, I kind of catch something when this is needed to be heard and, and not me arguing. I will try to get better. Every time I do an interview, just so you know that, I'll try to get better at listening and not cutting off. But 
When y'all listen to all these other podcasters, y'all don't get them hell, but y'all can give me hell because y'all know me and I love that. But I want you to be like, that's just what he do. When I listen to Drink Champs, Noriega is notoriously not letting nobody talk. And they toe up drunk on their highs. Joe Budden, he really don't never really want to give a damn about his co-hosts or what they saying. But you know me, so, you know, but it's something that I do acknowledge and catch. You know what I'm saying? Let me go ahead and say my end of the thing so I can get this on and I'm with it. Um, James Fowler, good guy, good dude, OG growing up, seen it. I'm glad I got to have a have a talk with an old school guy like that to keep us young guns and us. We still consider young at our age, okay? Even at 41, we still, you know, I get, I'm glad I got to chop it up with you, you know what I'm saying? And I hope and look forward to bringing some, some heat and some traction over there where you at. Okay, because I know I need to step my game up when it's time to go to socials and stuff. Okay, so y'all know where to get that. Um, let's throw this out there. Tim, uh, oh my God, how can I uh, forget my, my um, okay, Jay Free, basketball training, basketball kid. You're excellent. I love what you're doing. I love your story. I love that you never stop grinding and doing your thing from a long time. Look at where you at now. And you're just an awesome coach. You're an awesome motivator, and you keep um, doing what you're doing. Okay, it ain't it ain't gonna stop. And I look forward to bringing my son or anybody that wants to see their person get better. It's just respecting the game wise. You send them to a camp. You send them to a session. Just see what they benefit from just one session. You're gonna want to bring them again. But just one of those camp attendants, it's 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 worth it. It's definitely worth it. Um. Who's my main Devise? Oh my, I had a ball. I'm glad you're open up and you really didn't know me, but how you would let me, you know, for the podcast, really have fun, making fun. I know you ain't got no sex tape out. I just love rallying you up and, and, and getting the laugh out of that every time I just reference that, man. It's funny, but you're good. And I really enjoy you opening up, being a part of my colorism episode, and your support group with your girls and your tightness with your friend groups in your circle. Y'all got an amazing crew. Thank you to Visa. Definitely, I need to get some of them drinks, man. And I need to try them gummies. You the bomb. Um, on top of that, you already know, uh, you know, Courtney with your strength. And I mentioned that before. But your motivation and what you do and what you've been doing and what you're going to continue to do, keep growing. And I support everything you're doing, man. It's just amazing what you've overcome and what you're still not finished conquering. Um, what's my main girl? Allison, the poet. Allison, Jordan Soup. I read your book. Been a fan of yours. You've been riding with me. I've been riding with you for a while. I think you're amazing. And I love the way you think mentally what you bring to a conversation and you not holding back is a very powerful gift you have and you keep pushing that gift man you won your poetry we've been on we've been down since poetry been down since dormant wrote whatever you want to, we've been down but uh, i look forward to um having you share your thoughts and opinions on there because you don't shy away Keep keep going. Keep writing. And I wish you success on these books that you got coming out, this marriage one-on-one thing or what you was talking about. Let that grow. Bubble it. Do it. Um, you know, uh, Ty, uh, Taisha, Talisha, Tisha, that started the, um, that had the uh, ribbon cutting ceremony. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of the ribbon cutting ceremony. That was truly beautiful. Love that 100%. Like, that was great that I got to witness that. For we just to meet during the podcast, to turn around and do it, 
you know, you seen that, that, you know, you got to be a man. When you say you're going to do something, you follow up with your folks and you make it happen. You got to make it happen. That's what this is about. That's what we did. Okay. And we made that and look at the friends that I met from that, the interviews that happened because of that, you know what I'm saying? You showed up to see somebody on theirs and then ended up the same thing. That's what this pocket's about. It just roll over to another, to another, to another, to another connect and congratulations on your business. And let's, and let's, let's see that thrive. Eric Cook and uh, and Eric and Eric Gray, the authors of uh, Addicted to Hip Hop. I'm enjoying this book. I'm loving the references, man. But I'm glad that we got somebody like you, Mr. Cook, in our city. What I really liked about your interview is, man, you said you set the interview up at a venue. I didn't know that was the first. Like, okay, I'm getting people that want to do venue. Like, okay, that want to set up. I mean, I'm glad and we ain't done clabbing and doing things. I'm glad you... Of all the business ventures you got, you've added another one to your arsenal, man. And like I said, you're blessed in helping many, many, many other people start their dreams. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to tell you, thank you for uh, setting your roots in Spartanburg because the fact that you're planting now those seeds are starting to drop to a lot of other people. And your main man, Eric, dude. The other Eric, I can't wait to uh, chop it up with you. Let's argue about hip hop, man. I I like uh, just just what you're about, man, and and what you're getting ready to set off and do. You know what I'm saying? Every now and then, life just sometimes you can be playing the game, doing real good, and the game just cut off, or somebody accidentally walked by and hit the reset button. That's what I got to say to you. Sometimes it ain't nothing wrong hitting the reset button because you played the game and now you're playing the game for the second time. So, you know, what's going to happen, what's predicted and you unstoppable. That's what's going to happen to you. You feel me? Uh, let's go ahead and put, well, Mike, man, you are my main man, my main dude, dog. I just had a great time just seeing you thrive in that, in this atmosphere, just being yourself and just being an independent single man the way you're doing this, man, going on this podcast, being 100% real. I enjoyed it, and I mean, I look forward to harassing you every day. You know, you get a phone call from me, you know, on the way home, you know, 15 minutes, 10 minutes a day, me and you talk our shit. So thank you for being like my second guest and letting me see how wild it can be. Very, very wild. And I'll go ahead and say this. Yours is still the most played episode. Don't know what it is about it. You don't even know why, but it's still the most played one to this day for my first, you know, like I said, just for the first 20 episodes. Ain't nothing caught it. I don't know what it is about Green Mile. Maybe it's that uh that 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 contagious laugh you got, but you did it, bro. Um oh man, Twit and Mun, my bros, man, that I grew up with. Uh that you know, as soon as I got 20, we met. If y'all didn't hear that is the most ratchet part. That's probably one of the episodes that scared me. Like, oh Lord. And it wasn't because of what was talked about. I was afraid of the people who we were talking about. <laughs> like, we laid it all, had a good bonding time, good drink session, good time, good bonding. That was an example of just fellowship and just dropping stories. Guys drop stories like that all the time. Great episode, man. I love y'all. Mund, I love what we're doing as partners together. Twit, I love that you support and how you back up everything that I'm doing. And I just wish I could just pour more into what you're doing, man, because you got so many talents and you do so much. Do everybody needs to buy their trophies from you. I don't know how what other way it is to say this, but you're buying trophies from people 
when we got a guy here that can make you some awesome trophies and do their things that's right here underneath our nose that can make that happen. We need to take advantage of that, man. Do it, everybody. 3D trophies, plaques, all He can do that. And mine, with the shirts and everything you've done with these shirts, bro, you're killing the game, man. You Thank you for my merch, my wine holder, my poker chips. You know what I'm saying? Like, just what we started by walking into each other at the flea market. I mean, you you put that, that battery pack on my back as well and pump me up. And I just look forward to pushing what you do. K Moss, thank you for giving me a place to express myself, to enjoy and work on my craft as a podcaster and get stronger. This all started with a with a Facebook Messenger message with me wanting to interview you and, and, and look where we are, man. You know what I'm saying? With the idea. Look at where we are thanks to the idea and you being the humble good dude that you are and offering your cigar lounge as a spot. I can never thank you enough, man. And like I said, we just getting started and it's growing. And I just want to say salute to you. Salute, shout out, and salute to my man Bruce Wayne for everything that you've done since you came to the game. You just happened to be at a place how things was destined to be, how it was destined to be at Moss's house when you were there. And look at what happened with Top Flight. You get what I'm saying? This is boss moves. Things are going as according to plan when it happens like this. Uh, my main man, um, Mr. Oglesby, okay? Man, what you're doing, filmmaking, getting ready to do, getting ready to make happen, the things are happening. I'm glad that I just had to be, I just got five minutes of, 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 of what that I've experienced with knowing or being a part of your film. But what you're getting ready to bring to the upstate, I'm going to say we're not ready for it, but... Just because we're not ready for it don't mean that we can't strap on our seatbelt and get ready for the ride because it's going to be exciting. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep pushing. Anything I can do to motivate, to push and help, anything you got going on, I want to be a part of that. But we are lucky to have gems and people like you doing what you're getting ready to bring to it, man. 06 Films, man. Thank you. Get ready, like I said, for Canvas, Tools, all this stuff, the DVD, the, 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 the superhero series getting ready to come out of here. Bro, it's happening, man. It is what it is. And uh, my nephew, man, you are just a dynamite guy, man. You're dynamite, bro. You're dynamite, and I love you, nephew. What you're doing and what you have not stopped doing, bro. You are killing the game. You're doing your modeling. You're going on TV shows now. You're you're achieving your dreams. Man, it comes with gifts and it comes with curses. Through the good, through the bad, joy, happiness, sadness, man, you are just the epitome of strength. And I'm proud to be your uncle, and you are just amazing. And I love you, man. And, I mean, you, you, had, some, you had a tough year, bro. But you look at what you're doing and how well you are doing it, man. And, you, and you're still, I can't wait to see what you're going to do on these reality TV shows. You and your boys, keep doing, keep doing you, keep, keep being uh, the last of a dying breed, man. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else. Well, let me go ahead and get this to myself, okay? To myself. Uh, Jeff Wilkins, don't stop what you started. You see this wonderful, awesome group of people who are supporting you and giving you uh, their time. And I think that you know what you need to do next. First of all, don't stop no matter what. Sometimes you may need to take a break. Sometimes you may need to push harder. 
But don't give up on this. Keep doing it. Keep learning. And uh, you reap the benefits at the end. You you always say this on your show. You're not thinking about show 30. You're thinking about show 300. Well, make sure you get to 300. Okay? Continue to tell everybody that you got a podcast. Continue to wear your merch. Continue to get people excited and want to hear you. And continue to always want to get better. Continue to hone your craft. Continue to... Uh, just just change the way the narrative of podcasting is done here locally, okay? Don't be afraid, okay? Because people believe and like what you bring and they like your message. That's to yourself, Jeff Wilkins. So on that note, uh, I want to thank my wife for being supportive of this podcast. Let me be me. Let me not have to change the way I am and my son and, like I said, my family for supporting and, 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 and not looking at me differently, and just everything that just happened with this podcast has just been a great ride for the first part of it. This, like I said, we 20 episodes deep and we're going into a new year. Uh, we not going to stop. And I want to thank all of you that hit that like button, that subscribe button, that share button, the comment button. I mean, thank you for making this really easy for me to like and fall in love with. And uh, like I said, man. Let's get ready to rock it out 2022. Go after your goals. Go after your dreams. Sometimes you got to fall down, but you learn more falling down and getting back up than you ever do if you keep, you know, if everything keeps going according to plan, you don't learn anything. So God bless you, and I love you, and Happy New Year! I'm ready to argue. Let's go 2022. Fox Tower,